Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out. We beat him, so it's all good. All right, boys and girls. So uh, we're going to just kick off the show from here, yeah. right? Yeah. Episode two. No. What is this? Fifty six. Seven. 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 Right? 57. 257 of the Black Flag Podcast. I am Charlie Sanborn. To my right is Bradley Saucier. And across the table from me is Bobby Timmons himself. Uh, this is a special one, boys. This is, um, this this is, is, uh, this this is what going the podcasters to, call their white whale, I think. Th- yeah. This is going to uh, defunct any uh, rumors or hearsay that people may have heard or uh, contributed in their own ways. Uh, we're here to prove, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that... The Black Flag Podcast and uh, Dale Shaw Jr. do not hate each other. Uh, so, uh, without well, to be any- fair, we never hated Dale. He just hated us. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, without any further ado, we do have uh, on the other end of the line a driver who has done damn near everything that there is to do uh, within the super late model ranks uh, in New England. Here, uh, he's uh, a, the 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 guy basically, uh, in addition to his father and some others. Uh, w- behind dale shaw race cars putting cars out on the track uh for good chunks of the field that you go and see he's uh i believe won granite state pro stock series races pro all-star series races he's participated in nascar can and style racing uh done it all uh th- for, without any further ado this is uh dj shaw folks how's it going <laughs> it's uh it's going it uh for those that are obviously just listening and not part of this conversation right now, um, we found out a, a few things that uh, might have played yeah. a factor into the fact that um, DJ's camp thought that we hated him and you know we thought that he might have hated us. Um, Bobby <laughs> may or may not have saved your phone number with a Michigan area yeah, code. Yeah, I had the wrong area code. Oh, well, you know, I'm not from there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not from Michigan, and uh, that that's on me. So maybe one of the times that we, we accused you of standing us up was probably just because I'm a big dumb dip shit. I, but you, I at least, thought the hate was real there for a second when you didn't have my number <laughs> saved anymore. <laughs> you've at least been to Michigan, I hope, right? I have, and i got to get to Berlin one of these days. We'll, we'll get to it. What's the holdup? I don't know. Dale, I guess, would be the holdup on that. <laughs> I'll race anywhere. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, uh, obviously we know quite a bit about you. Uh, uh, you and I go all the way back to our go-kart days at Box Shop Speedway as well, too. Um, but for those that don't know, our, our listeners out all across the United States here and even internationally, uh, what the fuck is a Dale Shaw and, and who are you? Uh, just a, a race car guy that builds race cars and gets to drive them on weekends. So been fortunate for a lot of years, so. Hopefully, I can stay doing that profession for uh, the foreseeable future. So, uh, I mean, obviously, for yourself, it started off as a young age, at a young age. Um, Like I said, I mentioned uh, racing go-karts together there. Um, But it doesn't start with that, I assume, right? Your your dad is is Dale Shaw. (laughs) Um, That's a a pretty big name around here. So, um, you know, how does this whole racing deal start for, for the family? And how do you eventually end up with a steering wheel in your hand? Yeah, he's always, he's obviously always raced and just did a, 
eventually bought me a go-kart and and i didn't really take to it super young by today's standards but around 12 i i decided to do it and we ended up at box shop and and uh raced about every weekend since any any weekend there's not snow on the ground we're at a racetrack it seems like well, well, even when there is snow on the ground, it seems like you, 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 you're still going to Atlantic City, whether you're driving or just get, partying with the boys here, or uh, you just can't seem to go without it, it seems. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's a lot of fun. Atlantic City definitely is a, is a good time to, to uh, get, you know, it keeps you uh, back in racing, and, and I don't know how much of the, the Friday night festivities I really recall after the partying with the boys <laughs> thing, but I stuck to milkshakes on Saturday. <laughs> I was going to say, last year in Atlantic City was kind of where the rumors all started uh, mm-hmm. that we hated you, because I was confronted, and um, I got to be honest, I remember the beginning of the conversation, then I kept getting handed drinks, um, and I don't remember much of the conversation, but I was told by my girlfriend that uh, I was over there talking to you guys for quite a while, probably trying to squash the beef, so... <laughs> Um, I'm glad that with with the conversation, it didn't add to the the fire that uh, was allegedly going. Um, but uh, yeah, no no beef from us. Uh, Bobby just had your number saved, uh, and uh, you probably don't check your Facebook messages that often. So. <laughs> Benefit I of the doubt. Don't do that. Very good. <laughs> what is funny though, the amount of people that legitimately thought that you hated us or we hated you, because that was never. In all honesty, that was never the case. No, not even one time. Oh, it was great. It was it was a good. Uh, there was a gimmick. couple uh, power rankings this year that, that I got a lot of comments on. <laughs> you got to add that local flair every once in a while. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, when exactly. we put out our first exactly. ones uh, after the clash this week, we'll just put you at the top that says doesn't hate us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've kind of that was one of the things that this year going into it, I was like, I got to take that off my plate. All the social media posts throughout the week. That one is just a lot because. Uh, it is somehow, some way, someone is mad at you at all times, and it's just a lot of uh, saving uh, random NASCAR drivers and local drivers' pictures to my phone, uh, <laughs> in which it uh, kind of buries all the shit that I actually like to look at. So um, I think that uh, we might just post just maybe a, a mug shot of you and just be like, <laughs> it doesn't hate us, and that's it. That's just the show post this week. It's just a mug shot and uh, maybe a sponsor that uh, is presenting presenting this show down below. But uh, no, anyways, uh, thank you obviously for coming on, and uh, thanks for coming to Atlantic City and not racing and uh, being able to come and hang out with us. I know that was different. It uh, less miserable. It's diff- yeah, I mean, at times I definitely had some FOMO there, but um, you know, like I said, don't re- I don't remember the FOMO. So by Saturday, <laughs> I was good to go, ready to be a spectator. <laughs> I, I was gonna say you're good at a lot of things, um, but in terms of, of of partying and doing that sort of it, you're not really a true professional. I feel like the rest of us. No. So when when you I'm, when you do partake, it's a fucking great time. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, an amateur at that uh, <laughs> in that aspect. I don't do that as much as I should. Probably a little too uptight at the racetrack, but you know, I'm getting older, so I I blame that more mm. than more than my introvertedness. Well, there's a, there's a reason that uh, when we raced together, you were battling for wins and I was battling for 14th most of the time, and that's probably one of the reasons. <laughs> that's still, hey, that's still better than 15th, Bob. Yeah, well, me and those other guys, we really had 15th <laughs> lockdown. Hey, me, you, and Dale shared a podium one time, Robert. We did, and, and uh, <laughs> that was a good race. I had a really good car that night. I just waited too long to go, and we had a green-white checker restart where uh, – 
you had chose the top leading in, in the 49 car. Your dad was in the 60. And I was actually fourth. I passed Kelly on the restart, Kelly Moore. And I got beside Dale coming out of four for the white flag. And he ran me all the way to the front stretch wall. Was which, this the 100 lapper that yep. DJ won? Yeah. And if uh, you're not familiar with Beatridge, the front stretch is the groove. The front stretch wall is about 100 feet to the right. Mm. So, And then there was, that is the grandstand. There was no shot I had a chance at, dry, at racing you for the win that night. <laughs> I was pretty shocked that it was you. He ran wide and not me. He didn't get a good enough restart. <laughs> I was going to say he only because he couldn't get to you. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, I remember watching that race and I, we were all fairly next to positive that your father was just going to absolutely ship you out of the way. If he got to you. Yeah, it was still, uh, I had to think about it to take the top there. Obviously it was preferred there at the time, but it definitely, uh, made you question it a little bit, but, I had I had to trust him on that one, I guess. And, and, and just a reminder and, for everybody, that's your dad. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. May, I, I think my mom may have threatened him a little bit on the radio. <laughs> the that's what that's what people don't know is Steph runs the show over there, mm. right? Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. She's welding, bending pipe, everything, right? Yeah. Uh, we got Bristol welding now. She's she's um, the next generation. It's, good. it's about it's about time she uh, starts throwing her keep. How yeah. old is she now? Uh, she's eight, and she can <laughs> she can almost weld her initials without assistance. There oh, on, on a flat piece, so okay. we're getting there. All right, all right. She gonna build her first go kart or or what? Um, I'm not sure she's gonna follow that path. I, I've been pushing it a little bit, but uh, I, the the next generation with Palmer might be the the one. Okay, the one to be the racer, but the youngest one's always we'll the see. wild card. I feel. Yeah, she's definitely the wild one, but. Uh, <laughs> I won't give up pushing it, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. What, what does Mama have to say about that? Uh, she doesn't care. I think she pretty much knows that I'm not going to retire unless they take over. So either way, we'll be at the racetrack. Okay. Okay. So that's what it's going to take. <laughs> uh, I mean, not immediately. You got to ease into that shit, right? Right. 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 <laughs> you can't just you can't just go to cold turkey. That's how you hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. We got a we got a lot of years before we cross that bridge. All right, all right. Well, the bridge so far has been pretty fucking long. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned it. You started go karts at twelve, um, and, and you you've done a lot of stuff. So so walk us through that progression. I mean, you you've done all the way up to well, casually jumped from go karts straight to late models and won a championship your rookie year. Well, it does help when they're built in your driveway. Um, yeah, right. So. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, that yeah. was more the thought process there was just uh, we could build a late model cheaper than a street stock or anything, and I wouldn't pick up bad habits. So definitely didn't build it to go win the championship, but, you know, the stars aligned that year and and had a lot of good luck in the second half. And, and then I moved up to Beechridge the year after and, and realized I wasn't quite that good at it yet. <laughs> so. where, was, where was the championship? Uh, White Mountain. Wait a minute, that makes sense. That was the first time I knew what a DJ Shaw was because I was there that night and I didn't even like I, that was the big thing is oh he's a rookie it's Dale's kid he won the championship and it feels like that was a hundred years ago yeah yeah it does my, we're old my introduction to what a, a DJ Shaw was was uh, I mean we all kind of knew like obviously uh, younger at the time we all kind of knew who your father was you know we all had those Bush North posters where it had like Tracy Gordon on it and, and Mike Rowe and then D or Dale Shaw whatever so I, I knew that your father existed pretty much right um but my introduction to you guys was at Box Shop Speedway uh mind you 
we're talking about the Shaws, right? So they're showing up with, with nice looking stuff. You know, they know what they're doing. You know, this is a true, you know, th- these are racers, right? And then there's Chuck and Charlie showing up with <laughs> this old potato chip truck that was also my father's daily driver that was fueled by his second job at an oil company. And uh, we're showing up with a go-kart with like three, four different body panels on it. Just kind of scabbed together. It it, it went. It, it turned left most of the time. And uh, your father finally got sick of looking at our gross-looking shit. And he's like, please bring that to our house and let us go through it for you. So I was like, okay. So we end up going to the Dale Shaw race cars. We unload the go-kart. Mind you, I'm in I'm in heaven, right? So I'm seeing race cars everywhere. I'm seeing jigs and welders and all this stuff. I'm right horned up as as much as a 10-year-old kid can be, right? And uh we we get ready to leave after you guys scaled it and did all your 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 wizardry to it. Throw it back in the 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 truck and your dad's like, "Where do you think you're going?" And we're like, "Oh, well, we don't live close to here. We're we're probably gonna go home he's like not looking like that you're not and he goes out back and it's something that i assume was something nobody wanted and he's like here is a brand new lightning light body you're not allowed to go back to the racetrack until this is put on your go-kart um and that that's just always stuck with me uh you, you guys treated us really really well and that's just kind of the uh the 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 story that i like to tell of the shaws um so i'll always be appreciative of that and grateful for that and then after you guys uh did your little wizardry to it i don't know that we ever lost a race again at box shop uh won a ton of races after that so uh that was a lot of fun but uh after that you were off doing bigger and better things and then uh you also got to dabble from uh going from pro stocks or late models into pro stocks at beatridge and all that stuff uh you also found yourself well you up into uh the nascar stuff right you're what was it bush East at KNN was it KNN at the time? I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. Uh, so talk us, to, you know, tell us about that, how that all came about, and you know that experience for you. It was good. I probably did it too young, but um, definitely was was fortunate that um, Julio and Rita gave me the opportunity. How but, old um, were you? Uh, eighteen, I guess. But so still fresh. But yeah, I mean. By today's standards, I mean that's that's normal. That's old, I guess, by today's standards. But um, I don't know. We tried to do it out of the north, and it was just really hard to do. But we had we had moderate success there the first full time year, and and uh, kind of went all in for the second year, and just it nothing panned out. So it you know that was the end of it. But you know I learned a lot. It made me, you know, probably not what the guys I race against want to hear, but that's kind of where I got my aggressiveness from. I, most people blame Dale, but I blame k <laughs> So w- what but, ab- uh, what about it made you aggressive? Yeah, I mean, you were racing against some dogs just, back then. You had, you had Bubba Wallace, you had Ryan Trex, Corey LaJoy. I mean, just I remember those guys, they would rip the fenders off those things every single week, it seemed like. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it was. If you didn't, you know, if you didn't get moved out of the way, you know, if you didn't move them out of the way, they move you out of the way, and, I remember I got I got turned by Brett Moffat at Langley in whatever year that was. We it was the second year we just kind of turned our shit around and and was starting to go a little better. And he turned me around for like six, and I went to yell at him, and he said, "That's how championships are won." And I was some glad he didn't win the championship that year. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that so that, I don't know. It was just it was it was tough. It was it was a lot of work, a lot of travel, and. Uh, very thankful for the opportunity just probably wasn't in my prime years at that time and and didn't have the success i wish i had but definitely grateful for the opportunity you still should have won that race at lee that night 
Yeah, I definitely do. I I, I hate Ryan Truex still. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happened? But, uh, racers don't hold a grudge, I guess. That was only like, what, 12 years ago? So, <laughs> 13. But no, I just, uh, that was a, it was kind of cool to race Lee with the K&N cars because like it, like people that boo me at a pass race, like, or Eddie, like they all cheered for us and, you know, we were the guys and, and we were up front and, and people paid attention to what we were doing, how we drove the track and just, it was going to come down to me and him and Ryan Truex decided to spin me out instead with like six to go. So that would have, that would have been my one shining moment on the K&N series, but there it went up in smoke. So I'll never forgive him for that one, I guess. (laughs) Paved the way for Bubba Wallace to win though. It sure did. With his fifth, sure his fifth place car he had that night. He did. He made a good three-wide move to body slam the double zero and, and get it done. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, your so, uh, your K&N series, sorry to cut you off, Charlie. I got a, a good little interjection here. Your K&N series uh, led to the one and only time that Bobby Timmons was employed by DJ Shaw Motorsports, and uh, <laughs> that went really well. I tore. Yeah, the, that was that was great, wasn't it? Yep, I tore the left front <laughs> off and smashed it into the body and wrecked the thing all the fuck and had to pay DJ money to fix it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish you yeah. you had just stayed home and raced that weekend because I was having more fun hanging out with you that winter than driving for you. Oh, that was a good time when the victory lane days, man. That was that <laughs> yeah, was so a lot of fun. We were racing indoor go karts at victory lane back in the day, and I had gotten out of it. Um, this was they. I never actually raced on the Coke syrup stuff, but then they, when Jim Lafford bought it, they Coke syruped it that year. And DJ came to me and and um, Bradley Babb at the time and said, you know, we're going to Greenville for the K and N race. You want to drive our go karts? So me and Brad show up. These go karts like hadn't lost a race all winter. They ran one two almost every race, I think. So I'm like, I got this in the bag. And I, me and Brad sucked. I sucked. Stove the thing. All the dog food <laughs> running like fourth. God, I think I got lapped. It was a, it was a, it was a whole fucking disaster. <laughs> Probably by ten year old Barker too. He was so. <laughs> you just brought up a perfect memory. So Barker was the leader, and I think him and Nick Haddon were racing for the lead. And Barker passed Nick Haddon for the lead and overlapped Bradley. And Bradley threw a crossover on him and spun him out of the lead after he just lapped him. <laughs> I'm shocked. I, I'd forgotten all about that until you just brought that up. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad day at the races for everybody. Uh, yeah. That was a tough one. Better than your champ, champ cart uh, times in there, though. Yeah, and that thing what, was a relic. Yeah, that was the problem, too, is I ran DJ's cart. I was like, well, this was fun. So I put together a champ cart deal, and I flipped it into the Jersey Barrier. Is that the school bus? No. Oh. No, I ran the school bus. In no, he did good in that. Oh. Yeah, I tore the left front off of that, too. So <laughs> that came up on my Facebook memories today, actually. Had a good go-kart. Went from 16th to 6th in two laps and tore the left front off. Yeah. Fucking, my indoor go-kart days are over. Uh, my Facebook memories were us standing in about a foot of snow on the boardwalk like 10 years ago. Oh, that, that was brutal. I'm so glad it didn't snow this year. Yeah, that sucked. <clears throat> and we drove home after the races that night. That was also not fun. <laughs> Always. Race Saturday. No worse than being hungover. It actually was worse. I'd rather drive home hungover than, than arrive in my driveway at 6 a.m. the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right. So uh, we, we kind of went over your, your K&N career and the, the highs and lows of that. Um, so then uh, you guys make the decision, obviously, to, to head back into the late models or, or super late models, pro late models, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, so at, at that time, was were you taking that as a, an opportunity or a kick in the dick or, or both? Or, or what was your mindset at that time? We stayed in it part time all the time anyway. 
we, we ran 08 full pass and then went to K and N after that and won a couple races here and there on the part-time schedule of it. So we just kind of, we all looked at each other one day. I, I totaled a K and N car at Loudon in practice and it just like, we all just kind of self-reflected and said, let's go like race where we can win and, and do that for a bit and, and try to have some fun. And just haven't stopped since really just been there. That's been our home since 2011 and pretty much run every year since. And now we picked up the X side of things. So just running everything we can up here. Yeah. So, so talk about that a little bit. How do you, uh, you find yourself in an act car and you know, you found almost instant success. It sounds like, or what it seemed like at the time. So, uh, talk about that, how that all came about. Uh, Arnie, Arnie Hill there that owns the 04. He asked me to drive it one year part-time. We were going to run, I think six races and we had our own car too. And we ran the first white mountain race was the season opener. I think it was COVID year. So the schedule was pretty like it was half-assed, but we got out there and we're trying to put something together. And we, uh, ran decent in that. And then drove Arnie's in the second race that was scheduled and uh, ended up leaving there with the point lead. So we decided to, Dale sold our car just like he did my go-karts every other week. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the end of that. So just ended up chasing the rest of the points with Arnie and we've run every race since. It's worked out pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) uh, felt, Felt good to to get a couple back-to-back ones after there a few years ago and it just kind of felt like it slipped away. We built the new car there that year. Benji won the title and, and got DQ'd from Loudon and kind of just dug out of a hole all year and thought I had it back and, and just didn't have quite enough the last race. So we've kind of rebounded from that these last couple of years and, and been pretty fortunate. I know you probably don't want to hear it, but that late model championship race at Seekonk that day still in our brains is one of the best races we've ever seen. It was. I'm biased. I'm biased that it was bad, but it definitely <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it, but bad. that midsummer race at uh, White Mountain was also one of the best races we've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think that was that the same year. Sorry. I don't remember. Wasn't uh, the... Yeah, it was. The first one, the one I lost. Yeah. And then the next year it was the the same two guys and and I won. So but speaking of that White Mountain race, what were you thinking when you looked over and you saw that motherfucker with his hood all over his windshield? <laughs> I didn't even really think about it until I, I I guess I only really cared that his hood was up when he said that was why he hit me because he made it he made it like five laps fine and then like it blocked his vision different on the last lap (laughs) convenient Uh, but no i can't say can't say i wouldn't have done the same thing for a ten thousand to win race if if the situation presented itself so you know all in all we're all racers we do what we got to do and and it was at least a hell of a battle for the fans the the racing god gods rewarded you the next year that's that's what that was I, exactly. exactly. I, How sweet is it that you can line up beside the same guy and then just call it even after? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember Brad and I, we were standing in turn four, basically, and that had happened. And we're just looking at each other, like not in shock, but we're like, did that? That didn't just happen, did it? Like, is that happening? And then he comes back around the next turn. And you're like, oh, my God, that happened. That's and it's still happening. And you just were waiting for him to pull off. And you're like, oh, oh. 
Uh, okay. Uh, all right. That's how it's going to be. And that, that absolutely, I, I'm sorry you got the shit under the <laughs> stick, but that put on an absolute fuck of a show for everybody watching. Yeah, well said. Uh, yeah, good so, talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, I mean, I, I understand. Obviously, I have nothing to say there. We're kind of hyping some other guy up, but it no, just, it was still it, that was a yeah. tough no, year. I mean, but him and DJ both oh, put that's, on an absolute fuck of a show. Even well, that's up. why he didn't answer because yeah. he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> he hung up. Oh, oh, I guess he lost service. Yeah, it does look like we lost service, maybe. He also lives in uh, Center Conway, and oh. there's no service yeah, there yeah. either, or North Conway. One of the Conways. There's East, West, South Conway. There's North, says I have a lot of shopping centers. It, it, if you would have just hung up on us, it would have been perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking um, about how Jason Corliss beat you in a race, and mm. then we just hear radio silence. And we're like, I hey, got sick of hearing that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we've talked about uh, all the things that you have done. Uh, what on the, the, the bucket list haven't you done that you'd like to partake in? I don't know. I'd race anything, really. I'd, I'd like to... You know, we're going to do the modified a few more times this year. I'd like to get, I finished 15th twice, so hopefully we can do better than that. Um, definitely want to try to get that going. And I don't know, fr- fresh in the memory bank, it makes me want to TQ again and get a top 10 in the Gambler's Classic. So I, mean, I don't you, know you that gotta, everybody in my camp's on board with that plan. But <laughs> <laughs> You got to be about due to drive Mike Mayberry's big block super in one of these races. Everybody else has. I tried it. Me and Gabe tried it at the end of the year last year, and uh, you definitely feel the speed. I would say I uh, I don't know that I was competitive enough to give it a shot quite yet. But oh, it's not it that hard. Definitely. Once you get over the fact that you're going cool. three seconds a lap faster than you're used to, it's really <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was different than I expected. I really I thought with all that power they'd struggle for grip, but I guess the the wing really makes up for that a lot more than I than I would have ever expected. Yeah, that's. About eight laps in, though, that all goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on that. I I wouldn't turn it down at a at a short track like that. But I'm not going to Thompson. My balls aren't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine there too. It just hurts a lot when you hit the wall. Exactly. I'm getting old. I got. I got. I'm in my 30s with kids. I can't be hitting the wall at that speed. But you want. But you want to run a TQ. It's the same thing. Oh yeah, but the you know. <laughs> The distance scale of the wall wide, is a scale lot wide. shorter, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just, they're going a lot slower. It just doesn't look it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so what, what's 2024 looking like for you? What's the schedule looking like, and, and what are we going to see? Is it more of the same? Yeah, more of the same, more act, more pat. Same with the act and pass there, and just a uh, couple, probably a couple modified races, whatever Dave will let me run in that thing, and split it with Gabe and Woody again. So just, uh, you know excited to get it going we got a new car for the first time in a while with the past side of things so excited to get that on the track and hopefully it's not a, a bag of shit so hopefully it goes good and <laughs> we can we can win some races and and get back on the top step what made you want to what made you want to build a new super late model you seemed like you kind of figured yours out halfway through last year and, and really turned it on at the end of the year yeah that was the the original that was julio's car that was the last new one we had and it it's it was four years old and we weren't running it as much and then like at mid-season we just switched back exclusively to that car and it really it really just kind of took off after that like everything started to click and we ripped off some good runs to finish the year and I, i switched back one race to the other car and 
tore it up and finished like shit. So, so we you, stuck to that after that. And do you have just the two, or you got a whole bunch of shit out back that you can scab together if you need to? Uh, we had two, and then the new one will make it three. But um, just plan. We're going to rotate the two, two primary ones, and then just you know the other ones there. It's everything's always for sale, so I don't bank on having it, but it's it's there if we need it, and and gives us the opportunity if a if an open weekend presents to go somewhere like Berlin or or something like that that we can run a crate at. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, we got a, a whole pile of Patreon questions. Some of these are uh, pertinent. Some of these are not uh, to racing. So we'll, uh, some, some of them we're not going to read. Yeah, maybe maybe we will just because you're, you're familiar with what we got here. But the first one, I think you kind of touched on it, but we can touch on a little bit more. Sippy Byron wants to know, did you ever race against your dad? And which obviously we talked about how you did, but um, tell, tell some Dale racing with Dale stories because for the rest of us, he's miserable to race against. So I'm sure it's just as much uh, the same for you, if not yeah, worse. Yeah, I've had... I've had my moments. We we crashed in practice together in Auburndale, Florida, one time. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was that was the low point for sure. But definitely, you know, on the you know the podium with him and you at Beechridge that night was definitely a high. And then the night uh, the night I won the championship at White Mountain, he won the pass race that night. Uh, controversially surprisingly but uh <laughs> he, he got it done so uh that'll always be a special memory that we we won on the same night like that so it definitely that's that's the big one that sticks out he didn't race a ton with me just uh you know on the crew side of things he kind of raced the pass mod or oxford weekly or something like that so i forgot about that we didn't modified. have a ton of overlap but you know the moments we did we were able to uh have out there were pretty good he he blames me for his early retirement he said that um i caught him to lap him once at oxford and i was leading and he was 16th and he re- he knew he had the same thing so he figured it was time to be the crew chief <laughs> <laughs> kind of piggybacking off that Kristen smith uh what's your favorite dale story that we probably haven't heard oh god i don't know there's a lot of them. there's too there's too many i don't even know <laughs> Um, has Dale ever really done anything that wasn't controversial? Uh, not on the racetrack. I don't think (laughs) I can, I can think of quite a few of them were pretty entertaining. And then when you, when you're a part of one, it's no longer nearly as entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah, that's, there's a good Dale story is, uh, lined up a lap down in front of Robert Timmons one time at Oxford and yeah, an Oxford 250 qualifier where, where they're taking the top three and I'm fourth and he drives me off the fucking racetrack <laughs> <laughs> lap after lap to the point where TJ Brackett and Dan McKegg passed us four wide <laughs> he ran me so high and what what was a real kick in the balls which I mean, I wasn't expecting any favors from him, but as he's driving me off the backstretch, I look over at his car and I can clearly read on the quarter panel, Mulkern Excavation. <laughs> and I'm like, Dale, come on. He's a good teammate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's, I don't think he ever raced again after that. I think that was the last time because I always threatened yeah, that, that. I said if, if Dale ever came back, I was coming back because I still owed him one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he tried loud in a few few years back when it was Granite State, and and he was he wasn't comfortable with it anymore, and he just kind of stepped aside after that. He Gabe tested a few weeks after that at Oxford, and he got in to make sure he could still go as fast as Gabe, and 
he did so he kind of called it a called it quits right then and and just made sure he could do it where he wanted to and that was good enough that's fair i feel like we got to get dale on iRacing. racing <laughs> no, he, that was a one-time thing he was the only guy worse than me on that I think. <laughs> uh, so next one comes from scott martell he says uh it's two-parter. He touched on the first part a little bit. He said, do you still have the TQ from years ago, and will we ever see a Plum Potter number 60 throwback paint scheme on any of your cars? Uh, I don't have the TQ anymore. I'm uh, I'm thinking we need to build another one there. But um, as far as the throwback scheme, I wouldn't rule it out. Definitely um, could be in the works in the future here. Nothing in the immediate plans, but it would certainly uh, certainly would be one of the top choices for a throwback scheme if we ever do one. We uh, we have back to back guests that are looking to go TQ racing. Keith Rocco and DJ Shaw. <laughs> what a couple names added to the entry list if that was to happen. Yeah, and Moeller sold his. I don't know what's wrong with him. And he didn't sell it. Who, the, who did he? What the fuck? Yeah, it I, wasn't uh, to Keith. <laughs> I I was harassing Moeller pretty bad Friday night at uh, AC because I told him at the Thompson World Series that, that I would trade him a super modified race at Waterford straight up for a race at Atlantic City, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll talk to my dad," and then sold the car. Yeah, yeah. I tried that same deal with an act race too. They friggin' <laughs> sold it. Uh, next one comes from Mason Don. He says, DJ, which BFP host do you hate the most and why? <laughs> uh, it's, I guess it's gotta be Brad, right? Cause that, that was the, that was the whole source of the hate, but <laughs> that putting was. that to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That was the first time I heard of it. I thought I think that she was mad that we had Joey on before you. So mm. maybe well, maybe we had we had Joey's there. number apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Joey even came in studio. He yeah, did actually. He did. Joey asked to be on because he said he had some shit to say because he was mad at a fellow racer. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been uh, less than forty eight, uh, greater than forty six. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, have you? ever or did you even race super late models in new england if you didn't have a problem with kelly moore at some point ah <laughs> uh, yeah we, we've had our run-ins not as nearly as many as him and dale thank god Ooh, yeah that, that was they were, they were like oil and water those two but yeah that old that, those, that, that, that old 90s deep. that 90s bush north that was a fucking rad yeah. series and yeah, i could see where those two I always never say, got these guys these these boomers that think the <laughs> the racing was not bump and run back in the day are like out of their minds because these guys talk about how they beat the crap out of each other full time like yeah, that's they, all they did. They just had steel body panels and actual car bumpers on yeah. their cars back then. <laughs> I was say those are bodies that when you twisted those up, that was that was a weak project afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst part of K and N racing was the repair. It was impossible to stay on top of that. Yeah, next one comes from Frank Caldwell. He says, DJ, what is your all-time favorite track and what is your least favorite track? And will you try to run the Pro Stock Nationals at Lee or the Boss Hog at Wiscasset this season? Uh, favorite track, I would say Valley Junction, maybe in an act car. Or Concord was badass, but that's that's RIP to that, so... I would say Valley Junction in an at car now is my favorite. Least favorite, I don't know. I I would have to say Hudson, I guess, from a driver's standpoint. Come on. Never the, 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 there, they so. named their bar after <laughs> us. Let's not slander Hudson. <laughs> no, no slander. Great great facility. Great facility. Just doesn't evidently doesn't suit my driving style. It I, is a really tough racetrack. You get track. to run good. And just hopefully 
Act goes there again or something in the future because I really, really need to have some sort of shining light there because it's been three or four really, really bad trips. So I got to I got to get something good going there. But um, that's that's probably my toughest track. I wouldn't say I dislike it. I just don't do good. But um, as far as the the Pro Stock Nationals, can't do that this year with the there's an act race in Canada that day at Valley Junction, so can't miss that one. Um, Got to run that. I don't even know when the Boss Hog is yet, so that's way too far out. It's late in the year, so yeah, it's Labor usually Labor Day weekend. There's typically not yeah. anything else going on, but uh, well, if it's Labor Day, that'll be Thunder Road Act too. So that's yeah, probably why I haven't been in the past. Now that you're going but, to to Valley Junction, that's shoddy air, correct? Yes. Yeah. Isn't there a pass race at White Mountain the next day? Does that mean you're going to fly back like through the night to get there? Yeah, it's going to be a really fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's not a a wreck or anything on Saturday, so it makes the drive not so bad. But there's not much between there and and White Mountain, so I think we either got to we got to drive it all at night or drive it all in the morning and just get it done and and hopefully have a good weekend out of it. Next one comes from uh, Woody Pickcaddy. Uh, once again, something you already touched on a little bit, but he says, uh, DJ, any more modified action for you this year or, like they say, sleeveless race cars? Uh, unless he wrecks it at Loudon, I think there's a couple on the docket <laughs> for me, so it's up to him, I guess. <laughs> what's uh, what's the biggest difference driving those modifieds um, you know, versus what you've been doing with the late models and super late models? Uh, it's hard to say. I, I really... I debuted it at star and i really also struggle at star as a driver like i've won a few races there but when i don't like the stat line's really really bad and i just struggle with feel there so i didn't get a great feel on the mod there kind of just soldiered on and and got what i could get and then waterford was like i felt like star you drove you couldn't drive easy enough and then waterford i felt like i drove my ass off the whole time and still couldn't keep up so just uh i've been on both ends of the spectrum this year and and i don't really know where that sweet spot is yet hopefully i can figure that out with some time here but it doesn't help that those star modified races typically tend to bring all of the best cars yeah i mean it you go in with different expectations i i left I left star happy to, to finish in one piece. And then I left Waterford, like happy that I made a tri-track race that had that many cars. So you just, you know, adjust, adjust your goals and try to do the best you can. And I said it, I think it was like lap 45. We had a restart and I said, Hey, we're not, not too bad. We started like 20th and I'm lined up beside Keith Rocco at halfway for like 11th. And then, I got my ass kicked when they threw the green. I was back to 20th in like eight laps. So <laughs> I'm not really sure what I did wrong that day, but I, uh, I got a lesson. Well, the, uh, the last Patreon question we have for you, um, you don't have to answer if you don't want, but, uh, it's from Liam Flynn and he wants to know if it is poop lube. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know, I guess it's specifically <laughs> for you for whatever that's worth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the one that I, when I read it, I was like, well, that's certainly something we're not going to ask. But uh, as uh, as we do on this show, sometimes you just got to do it. Well, we'd be doing a disservice to our beloved Patreon pals that pay money to ask questions like that. Uh, I just gave you the out <laughs> hey. saying you didn't have to answer if you didn't want to. You 
If they want to know, you got to give them some answer, right? Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I, shit. You got anything, Bobbert? No, I'm just, I, uh, I mean, it would take me a little bit of digging in the memory bank, but the amount of times, um, just stories and shit over the years, DJ and I did a lot of racing together when we were younger, and uh, it was always a good time, especially those go-kart races. We would cause so much hate and discontent. Same with, it was like the same when Joey <laughs> DeWiron was on. We'd, I'd go help him in these go-kart races, and it, it just, it'd be a problem every time. <laughs> We'd usually run up front, and most of the time won, but uh, it, was, it was, we had some good times over the years for sure. I, I that hope- was definitely the fun stuff. The go-kart days were... <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to say less stress, but usually there was a ton of stress by the end of it anyway, but it was fun anyway. I knew going into this that, uh, you know, Charlie and Bobby had a ton of stories that involved you, you know, coming up through the go-kart ranks. Hopefully no one listened to this and thinks that I still hate you because I didn't have any (laughs) of those stories. I started going to the racetrack weekly in like 2018. So (laughs) I I know you from the guy that uh, Marco announced and we all mimicked uh, when we were drunk. (laughs) DJ Yes, timeless. Timeless. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get him back on the mic here. Oh, 100%. We were, we were uh, all I think Open Trailer like, beat us to that. If we, we were all pretending <laughs> like we had uh, mics when we were drunk in the camper lot later uh, <laughs> later in the night. That's 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 how I uh, first got introduced to you, and uh, I have been a, a fan ever since. So, hey, uh, you yeah. know, we had to squash the beef, and uh, this show will be called No More Hate. So <laughs> perfect, perfect. I'll I'll show up to the first race at Hickory with the BFP hat, and we'll we'll put it all to bed. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, your wife really, uh, wife really put you on the spot there for that one. She said that she was going to buy a hat, and then looked to you and said, P- "Pay these kids money for their for the hat." <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I would love to say it was unusual, but she's really good at that trick. So. <laughs> That's her party trick, I guess. Uh, I was going to say, it was such a professional move because, uh, like Bob said, we were going up to the room uh, to make our drinks. And, uh, yeah, I just came down with a hat and just walked right over to her. And she's like, oh, I don't have any cash. Oh, uh, yeah, go find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, pal, for uh, sparing some of your time. We know that you're a busy dude, and uh, you're always built. If you're not racing them, you're building them. Uh, so, uh, thank yeah. How you. did Dale let you out of the shop uh, this early on a Monday night? Yeah, it's what eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, I know Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, Tuesday and Thursdays work night. So I get out at a halfway normal time on on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, so who 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 really runs the show over there? Uh, Mom, I would say. Okay, the good answer. Mom for sure, and then me and Gabe, Gabe likes to fight for second there but you know <laughs> depends on the day i guess <laughs> how awkward is it when you have to show to work uh, show up to work after you two run into each other or have an on-track incident i'm sure that's always fun uh, yeah i'd love to say we try to keep it to a minimum but we really it's gabe it's impossible that. you can't do it you can't you cannot you can't race with him without getting run into by him uh, there was there was a few quiet Mondays, but usually, you know, whatever whatever one is is trying to make a joke of it because they were in the wrong usually can succeed by by end of the day Monday and break the ice. So <laughs> as long as we can as long as we can keep it to that level of uh, of hate for the like twelve hours is fine. Just as long as we can keep it to that, we're pretty good. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, shit, this was good. I think it's good we finally uh, dispelled the rumors. There's, like Brad said, no more hate. Um, Well, uh, sounds like we'll be seeing you at uh, at Hickory here in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll be there, ready to go. Hopefully have a a little better trip than last year. Well, uh, maybe we'll all see you down there. Uh, When that happens, just uh, don't suck and uh, keep doing what you're doing, pal. We, uh, we, We like watching from afar. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. See you, pal. 
There you have it, folks. DJ Shaw no longer hates us. Mm. No more he, hate. He actually still might. We don't know. Did we, did we ever ask? He actually him? might hate us more. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely would have if we didn't figure out the fucking chord at the beginning of that. That was uh, brutal. Before yeah. we started recording. So so this has happened now twice, and it's only been with Mac Oprera and DJ Shaw. Uh, the chord that we use, so so the soundboard has a aux chord that plugs into. Now, since every phone doesn't have a fucking aux chord, because that makes sense, uh, we have a now a little dongle that's a Type-C adapter that plugs into a phone but you have to have the letters up but sometimes when you have the letters up it sends a screech through your fucking headphones mm. so if you tw- like flip the thing over it sounds good so then you call someone and they're like hello and then you're like yeah you got us and they're like nothing yeah and uh so then we finally turn the fucking thing around we're like you got us they're like yeah i got you like all right cool <coughs> and uh then fucking the last time it cut out and then I called and my fucking uh, like signal dropped. It was like four times that we had to call to uh, try to get that one to happen. And I honestly thought, you know, if I was DJ, uh, number two, I probably would have just been done. I would have been like, you know what? Fuck them guys. Uh, I'm doing that for them. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think he hates us because he did buy the hat and he said he's going to no. bring it in his carry on all the way down to fucking Hickory. Um, but uh, no, actually, it did just make me think. We have interviewed DJ before. We have. We, we interviewed him 51. for Speed 51. And uh, it was Charlie and I, and we were down at Hickory <clears> even. so um, After my illustrious super late model debut, running the Easter <laughs> running 148 and uh, wrecked, uh, we got to interview him afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Charlie joined me with the Red Cup Parade around the pit area. Um, I needed to be drunk that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, no, did uh, already copped a uh, hotel room for Hickory. So hopefully we'll uh, I'll be down there and... Uh, I'll be. I will have my uh, DJ Stat- shop phone status, status pending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a whole That's bunch right. of other Patreon questions. I don't. Did we do anything fun this weekend? I didn't. Did the you clash? clash? There was a clash. That was dumb. Yeah. Uh, talking clash. I so what? A, like, I feel like it was just, and I don't know what the right answer is, and maybe they did do the right answer. But I feel like the whole moving it to Saturday and this, that, the other thing, it was just such an unnecessary fuck show the way that they It was just, the only way they were going to get the race in. They'd be doing, just, it, they'd be doing it three days from now if they didn't. I, I get why they did it. It just sucks that like, the, uh, the the fun part about it, the heat races, the, the qualifying well, heat races. heat races, fucking all the entertainment, everything. Yeah. It was just, yeah, just, yeah, they just yeah. had to be like, well, fuck it, run the Which, I mean, listen, we've all been a part of a short track yeah. program where it's like, hey, no heat races, no intermission. You get just your feature tonight. It's yeah. either that or we don't race. So I get it. It just... The, the that, only that race is already such so strenuous on the teams, and I think it was Brett Griffin treat, uh, tweeted, a lot of those teams are already hanging on by a thread. Right. And then you run, you drive all the way out to the West Coast, you bring a short track car to run three hot lap sessions. Right. And then you're right back yeah, in the box. Yeah, because they all got, what, three eight-minute practices. I think that, yeah, they got yeah, three eight. practices. The last yeah. practice was group qualifying, which was cool like in its own sense because there was drama and buildup, but... It was like, oh man, is Josh Williams gonna make it? He's not, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was back a the lot box. of guys that didn't make it, but going all the way back to when they they moved the race to Saturday, which was kind of unprecedented. You don't really see them moving a race a day earlier ever. Uh, obviously, this is an exhibition race, a little different, but I just so much as fucking sent the Bob Pockers post out on Facebook, and all I said was. Ah, you know, really sucks for the people that had tickets for tomorrow. Oh man, or like Lit the fuck up. Not even like I didn't even say that. I said like the people that bought tickets are going to be happy to hear like to see this. 
because they said that it was going to be free. And everyone was just like, check the fucking weather, you dipshit. And I'm like, I wasn't saying anything about them getting <laughs> the race the in weather, tomorrow. Dude, and you're <laughs> like, we weren't going, dude. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> where'd that kid come from? I don't know, but he, yeah, hopefully he's still with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did body bag him in the next rude comment he made. Yeah, he got which, ratioed pretty hard. <laughs> which, yeah, was, was great. Um, no, but like you would have thought that I said, like, this is a stupid fucking decision. Why are they doing this? Like every single person's like, it's gonna rain it's gonna rain it's gonna rain it's like all i said was the people that bought tickets to go see fucking mgk and the other eight performers that they had that i've never heard of in my life like they're not going to see any of that they're not going to see the heat rate or obviously the heat rays were going to be saturday but they canceled that so like the people uh, think of living fucking four hours away and being like oh we're gonna go to our first nascar race tomorrow we're gonna leave that, at fucking 6 a.m i i just think about people that like bought plane tickets yeah that we're gonna like i don't know and, well, and then, might have, and then yeah. another point that like i saw brought up i believe it was amy uh, from chasing the checkered brought up you know people are quick to point out that they didn't fill the fucking sixty thousand seat stadium no shit they haven't no. yet but how many hours before the race did they change the time Four, like five, four, yeah. I, that maybe I four. If you lived two hours outside LA, it'd take you five hours to get to the racetrack because yeah. it's gridlock traffic yeah. once you get to LA. So, like, the, the, I thought they showed highlights from the previous year. The crowd looked the same to me yeah. within, within a few. The, the, now, granted, they opened it up for free, and I'm sure. A lot of people just were like, well, it's free. We'll they just definitely go started this, paying but bums outside to come in yeah, so it looked better on TV. Let the bums come <laughs> in and watch the NASCARs. But. The only thing that I'd, I've never understood, and I'm sure there is some high white-collar corporate answer as to why it never happened, but if they're going to invest all that money into making literally a, a throwaway temporary racetrack, why are we not having some sort of like build-up week or days leading up to the clash where you could have like i mean there's a ton of late models out west well, they had there's the mexican a, street stocks yeah exactly but okay and then put that on a different channel so that half of us couldn't watch it anyway right but but what i'm saying is like the first two years they did it it was all this work and effort and money spent on literally two days of on track time and hardly any like real time if you calculate the whole thing mm. this was the first the, out of the three years where they introduced another series onto the racetrack it's like why why is this not being utilized where at least like make some of your money back like i don't side note can you imagine being a bum and like shitting outside for weeks and all of a sudden they're like hey come on in the coliseum you don't need a ticket or anything and yeah, it's, it's all like free. oh my god they got running water in here <laughs> yeah holy I mean, fuck yeah, you know how many bums they probably <laughs> let in they were just taking showers in the fucking oh, bathroom dude taking yeah, like, four baths yeah, i mean uh, not that they I mean, if they're a bum, they probably don't have fucking Twitter. But uh, yeah, I see a couple people right. walking in. Maybe there's got to be at least one that fucking didn't have a, a ticket for Sunday and was like, what are people going on got going on here? I don't see any fucking ticket scanners. Um, but to the actual race, uh, yeah, Bobby m mentioned his comment. Uh, beat Christopher Bell in the Oxford 250. And we also placed uh, the same in uh, the Clash this weekend. So yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah. yeah, I also didn't qualify for the Clash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, none of us did. Uh, that was kind of wild. Uh, Chris Rebel was really the big name that didn't make it. I mean, Ryan yeah. Blaney also didn't make it. He got they chose to run their group qualifying effort on scuffs instead of stickers, and that proved to be detrimental. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he said in an interview that he couldn't get a lap in because of Chase Elliott. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense because you could just, there was like four cars out there just fucking move yeah, just slow down a little bit yeah or fucking move hit. i don't know you have like 10 laps out there chase got a lap yeah and timed in so even if you <laughs> yeah, were if you on his bumper him. and you ran his speed you would have been directly behind him in the qualifying right order. yeah yeah, yeah. So. um 
of these fucking robots. Right. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to talk about that in a second when we talk about hopefully the, the Netflix doc. But uh, we do have a sponsor this week. Uh, oh, yeah. The number 57 team of Stuart Racing is glad to be episodes two, episode 257 sponsor this week. Stuart <laughs> Racing is a small team that competes with the number 57 entry in the Slingshot Division at the Place to Race in Epping, New Hampshire Star Speedway. They're a small team with an even smaller budget that competes at the best of their ability with the limited resources that they have coming off a strong last half of the 2023 season. However, they are always looking for and open to assistance with sponsorship to make a strong run in 2024. As currently, all but one spot on their car is available uh, if everyone, if anyone is interested in becoming part of their team to help help them break into victory lane, they invite you to feel free to reach out to them, send a message to owner and driver Ryan Stewart on his personal Facebook page or the team's Facebook page, Stewart Racing. Lastly, in partnership with their, the YouTube channel, Black Bear Journeys, they are in the process of releasing a small docu-series that covers Stewart, Stewart Racing's 2023 season as they... Uh, oh, sorry. As well as some background on Ryan and how he got into the sport. Feel free to check the first three of six episodes out that are posted on Black Bear Journey's YouTube channel. So uh, go over and uh, oh, give yeah. Stuart Racing's Facebook page a like <coughs> and uh, definitely subscribe over to Black Bear Journey's YouTube channel. Uh, check those videos out. And thank you to Stuart Racing. Mm. Did we like wanna, a stew. Did, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> definitely like a stew. Do you want to talk about the uh, Netflix doc? I haven't or? watched it yet. It's so. great. Oh, shit. It's fucking great. I was going to watch it probably on the flight Friday. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, I have uh, Netflix key takeaways. Um, uh, Chris Rebell's wife was... Uh, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. Chris Rebell's wife was um, actually the one that was driving in the championship race. Mm. Uh, oh, nice. Good for her. That is correct. She lost. Uh, yeah. That is correct. Uh, William yeah. Byron's a fucking nerd. Yeah, uh, did the Legos thing, like... Like I don't, it, hard, I already like, have a, I already have a hard time rooting for guys that are my age or younger. But then when I see like, you build Legos and you play like, light bright on the wall to, make your instincts better in rate. Like why? why? Bob, we're not talking Legos. We're talking like Titanic, the size of this table. Legos mm. like that. Yeah, it's, we're, it's we're also Lego. talking and, the, and like his la- his lady, Blaney's sister. There, she's like. Yeah, this lets him focus. I just leave him be when I do it. I'm like, because oh, he pays my, my bills and I don't have to work anymore. Well, she's never had to work. Anymore. Well, that's true yeah. too. But <laughs> yeah, but the the other part was he wakes up in the morning and like I would just assume that all these guys very regimented, especially when there's a camera around. Oh, egg whites, maybe a fucking little piece of toast or something. Fruit loops. Some, yeah, Fruit Loops <laughs> and fucking. He is a Fruit Loop. His, his fucking girlfriend just goes. Yeah, like we're just still working on the sugar or something like that, and he's just like looks up from like eating his Fruit Loops, like fucking Zeke, and he's just like, "Oh, we're never gonna kick this or whatever." Yeah. It's like, dude. he definitely has a condition of some sort. <laughs> like that's okay. Yeah, he's like a, he's, he's, still, to, he's a man boy. He must yeah. have been homeschooled. Um. Anyways, d- uh, did you not see his parents? Of course, he was homeschooled. <laughs> yeah, uh, his parents. It, unless that boy specifically was showing them they wouldn't even know what way they're going on the racetrack they mm. they they're like what's a car like i don't understand yeah um uh i have denny's ego is so fucking massive and uh ross chastain is he the most favorite driver the most relatable guy since dale <clears throat> earnhardt uh in quotes who's that was the most a, relatable that was a marty smith quote uh ross chastain is the most relatable guy since dale earnhardt that may no. be correct. I still don't really like him. <laughs> I, I don't buy the whole blue collar watermelon farmer because that's still like a multi million dollar operation. Yeah, and he's in well, the tractor. Yeah, well, the, shit, the shit Dale Earnhardt was doing, he made money too. I mean, that's, let's not get, get well, twisted y- here. Y- y- okay. So Dale Earnhardt had a farm after he was famous so that he could work for fun. Ross Chastain grew up 
with a multi-million dollar business that funded his racing career, which is fine. If you have that opportunity, absolutely utilize it. Don't talk to me like you were living in a shack, though, and just fucking out there hoeing or whatever. He's really sorry. It'll never happen again. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I just could not believe that Marty Smith said this in the same exact docuseries that featured Ryan Blaney, who is, like, wearing Wranglers and fucking cowboy boots, riding horses and, like, having beers. Grade-A booze back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I like a Ryan Blaney. Don't get me wrong. Love Ryan Blaney. But he also grew up the son of a NASCAR Cup driver oh, too, yeah. so it's like, what is this world? We're yeah, far no, enough, totally. Yeah, we're totally. far enough long in this professional racing thing that they all, they all do. They all, yeah, I mean, they're all not, sons of somebody's. I just business not one or, single broke dick race car driver in the Cup Series. Before I, I just couldn't there. believe. No. Like I, I wasn't even. T- I'm not talking anything about broke dick. I'm talking about like just the persona. Like I look at Ross Chastain. I saw him in the garage like literally two years ago, and he blended in with. I mean, maybe that's what he's saying. He blended in with everyone because he's he has a fucking like t shirt like tucked in with like his jeans pulled up to his nipples. I'm like, this guy's a fucking dweeb. Fuck yeah. this guy. Uh, he just he didn't even look like he fit in. And I don't think I look at I, Dale I, Dale Senior and I'm like, what a dweeb. No, <laughs> yeah. like, I do I respect like the fact that Ross like totally has his own like regimen altogether. And he's like, I don't really give a fuck what anybody else is doing. He's like, this works for me. I I, I just respect yeah, a million that, ways to skin a cat. Yeah, yeah. Why would you mm-hmm. do that to your cat? <laughs> to make a fur coat. <laughs> Seems uh, like it would be loud. The, the the last thing, like just on the Denny ego thing, I, I listen to Denny's puck. I I don't know how anyone watches that and like gets more of a his Denny own Hamlin fan. His I own dad it. texted him. Yes. And was like, yeah, pretty arrogant there, kid. Don't like it. Yeah, love it. That that literally is the most cringy. Like the second thing time that he said it, that was the most cringy thing I've ever heard in my entire life because it was such an afterthought, and he was just like smirking to the camera, and I'm like, oh god, like. I'm I'm pissed because I have money on Kyle Busch in this race, but also like you can't just you did it once, like maybe save it and do it at like a race that fucking matters. Um, but yeah, like then hearing on his podcast, I do listen to his podcast. I, I think that he's very entertaining. But uh, I, I, I the, he's like the I, only driver that people hate him and still listen to his podcast. Right. Yeah, but what I what I dig about a Denny Hamlin though is that he is a thousand percent. He is an asshole and he is probably not that much fun to like hang out with. If you're doing anything competitive or really, I don't know. Oh yeah. Kyle Larson already alluded to that when he was like, yeah, Denny never loses. It's always fucking Denny. Right. He was that sore sport fucking, but he also owns it. Like he, he is the first person about, yeah, I'm an asshole. And when he was, when he was 22, 23 years old racing in the cup series, that was all the guys ahead of him. Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon. I imagine all those guys are arrogant because you got to be, you gotta have, you gotta have some sort of level of arrogance. I don't care if you're racing street stocks at star speedway. If you don't roll out onto the racetrack and you don't think you're a better driver than everybody else shouldn't out there, there, what are you doing? Shouldn't even be there. Mm. And that, but that, or you can do that, but you're never going to, you shouldn't expect to win races. That's no different than you and I, Bobby though. We're like back in the day when we're 13, 14, 15 years old, we're out in the beach Ridge parking lot on a past 400 weekend. And we're looking up to these guys who at the time are mid twenties, maybe, maybe late twenties, early thirties. And they're, out there getting boozed up and having a good time and you know showing us all the shit that you're how to how to push the envelope for sure and then we literally end up doing the same fucking thing and we have bringing kids to foxwoods and sitting mm. on slot machines and, mm. and doing shit that they're not but just that's how time goes on and the fact that denny is now 
kind of just assuming that role because, like Bobby said, when he broke into the Cup Series, he was a young yeah, dude. He was racing against to, you know, like some dogs. Jeff Gordon, Greg Biffle, you know Matt yeah. Kenseth. Those yeah. guys, I bet Tony Stewart, the, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Johnson. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, those I, were the dudes. I can't say for sure, but I feel pretty confident saying they are all fucking assholes. Yeah. when you got to race against them. And Denny was still winning too at that time. Not as much, but he was still winning. He won his first ever full or his first time in a full season. He won this yeah, first race which out. So. Hasn't really. I don't think it's happened since, has it? Uh, I mean, Ty Gibbs did it in the Bush Series. Yeah, last year, two years. Yeah, but he, years did, ago. he didn't win in his first Cup Series. Well, no. it wasn't his first yeah. start, but it was. He told the story on Actions Detrimental. He got the pole uh, in in a like a tryout race in the eleven car, so that qualified him for the Clash the next year when he had signed on full time to drive the eleven, and he won the Clash. Yeah, because at the time it was like him and Leffler were going back and forth. I yeah. think between the eleven and the FedEx thing was like a JJ Yaley was involved. I yeah. think the the. At, FedEx was like bouncing around between all the teams and it was everything was just like a wicked question mark. The weirdest part about the whole like so when we first started so Amanda and I watched this together and she she initially was the one that was like this is making me fucking hate Denny Hamlin and I was like really because this is making me like him more but as the episodes go on it's like dude this guy just never stops fucking like it doesn't matter where he is he just always seems like a fucking dildo and I'm like ah like <laughs> he's the, a dildo end, with a lot of money at the very end like the last two episodes I'm like yeah fuck this guy you know you're right you're right Amanda and then they show his dad with a fucking cigar box and it's like break uh, MJ gave it to his dad and was like break this when we win the championship we're gonna smoke it and his dad basically he was saying at the end he's like yeah I hope my dad like hangs on long enough to see it and i'm like god fucking damn it denny. <laughs> now i hope he wins the fucking championship mm-hmm. um yeah. i mean that's I, that's why i didn't like denny when i was younger um because he was hard to like but now it's like he's one of the last ones like the the when i was a kid you know him and martin truex are like two of the ogs that are left and i'm damn. not rooting for martin truex mm. i'll stop watching before i actively cheer for the, martin o- truex. the only time that i ever gave half way of a shit about martin trucks was when he was in the one car just because that was, was also like an, my number and it was like an underdog deal because dei wasn't like a top tier cup team and, and right. even when he was with nwr you know that wasn't really a top tier yeah, cup team and he that, won races and then he just became so unlikable as soon as he won a championship well, I, I do think it is very often and easily forgotten that how fucking bad martin truex was for so long before but he finally did something. If they ever do a Bush Xfinity Series Hall of Fame, though, he's the fucking first ballot. Oh, yeah. Mm. He dominated yeah. the Bush Series for a long time. Yeah. Uh, well, then he won the Clash, and uh, for sure, I love the top-tier shit talk. You know, him mm. saying on the microphone, I beat your favorite driver again. Love it. it whether, you lo- lo- whether you like what he said or not, is he wrong? Uh, he he beat it, all the race cars there. He beat, uh, he beat. He did better than all the other. Ty guys. Gibbs should have won. I mean, he was. He had everybody killed. Mm. weren't even a race until uh, Michael that, McDowell spun out running twenty second. That that Ty Gibbs kid's going to be a problem. I think you know, this year or yeah. he's a very long. Time. He unfortunately is pretty fucking good at what he does. Yeah, and and the we have a personal vendetta against him because uh, when he was still racing in ARCA, I think I've definitely told this story before, but racing in ARCA, he was winning a bunch of races, and uh, he had followed us just out of the blue. I think it was when we became friends with Noah, and Noah was posting our stuff quite a bit after before we first those two got Noah on. Uh, yeah, and so he followed us, and we had you know slid into his DMs like, hey, man, you ever want to come on? He's like, hell yeah, like let's do it. Like, he didn't say hell, but he was like, let's do it, you know, whenever. And so then, you know, we followed up and we had we had a couple uh, shows lined up and then time just went on or a couple couple times we had something lined up and time went on and he goes out there and wins his first ever Xfinity race and his first ever start. And uh, I think pretty soon after he unfollowed us and uh, <laughs> per like, advisement right. of his uh, PR department. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, when he no longer had the login to his account. Right. So that would have been cool, uh, definitely, if we had him on at uh, some point. But uh, we and, didn't. So And then slowy slogano. Let each other have it after the race. Yeah, I hope they both lose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what was it? I can only imagine how fucking second grade that argument was. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you suck. No, yeah. you suck. Yeah. You, you know, if you were really a fly on the wall of that conversation, somehow, some That's way, just Ty a, Gibbs was the bigger man. Yeah, literally. 100%. Like, that was just the biggest pussy conversation of all time. He did have to look straight up in the air, though, to, oh, to talk yeah. to Joey. Yeah, Ty yeah. Gibbs is all of three foot, like, nine. nine. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a sad day for Joe when he gets his ass beat on pit road one of these times. I think of all the drivers that are going to take like the transition of not in their prime anymore, the hardest, it's going to be Joey Logano. Mm. <coughs> mm. Mm. No, he's still in his prime. So. Oh, yeah. He's still pretty good. Yeah. He might still he's probably going to be good yeah. for 10 more years. So, yeah. <laughs> well, perks of when you start cup racing at 17. Mm, well, he was pretty bad at first. He was really bad at first. Uh, anything else from the clash? Uh, I don't really know. Dan Suarez won the Mexico race. And didn't even qualify for the varsity race. Yeah. But yeah. moved down to the street stocks and picked up a dub. They literally <laughs> look like my limited. And they looked like they were hauling fucking ass. Yeah. That was a, that was a fuck of a race. Dude, I think that it's because they had so much body travel. It just looked like they were going 1,000 miles an hour. <laughs> well, and they care. have less motor and less tires, so they probably weren't as locked down as I the think cup it, cars were. it's literally like a limited i don't know what yeah, those it's, cars it's a big are. spring yeah. i'm pretty sure they got fucking just 500 horsepower standard yeah. chevy v8s on big springs eight and, 10 inch tire or something like that yeah. and fucking mm-hmm. let her eat yeah glorified sports series racing really or l sports series l sports <laughs> yeah have some respect <laughs> uh there's still a fuck ton more patreon questions get to it boys all right sippy um for the boys, indoor slingshot explanation. They were sent straight out of the tunnel at AC because they were tearing up the rubber for the TQ class in turns three. And if they did a hard turn to enter the track with the way they are built, they turn right like a dump truck on ice. Happy anniversary to me. And again, post AC, I have to explain our actions in turn three and four. I see a pattern, another $50 a year to clear my actions on the track. XOXO. Well, we appreciate you, Sippy. He texted me on the way home from Atlantic City. It was like, boy, the roads in Massachusetts suck. And I'm like, sweet. I'm almost there, and uh, he was right. They sucked. <laughs> Did you? Was that the first one for you? Yeah, two, I can't get two. it. I can't get right. it to reload. There's, there's two so. above it, so uh, we'll rip with a uh, Tyler P. That was my top one. Tyler P. says, uh, "What are the biggest things you're looking forward to in Daytona next week? And is there anywhere near you're trying? And uh, anything new, or I think it's any oh anywhere new you're trying, uh, or old things you're not doing? Uh, well, I gotta do." You could you could tell me no if you want. I'm not going to the wing house. Yeah, yeah. The wing house will two years fine. ago we barred the wing house and said it was awful. Last year we went there for the Super Bowl and once again later in the week, still awful. I don't it's convenient, it's right there. I'm not doing it. Yeah, we, doing when it. you can walk an extra like thirty feet to the oyster pub, you might as well. Uh, it's Ocean Deck wild. Oyster Pub. Uh, it's also wild. Cruising the, cafe. the first year we went, it wasn't bad. No, no it, was it was pretty fine. good. It was great. Yeah, yeah, they gave us buckets. Um, and then one is on the table right now. Progressively mm. got worse and worse and worse, and uh, so ruling out no wing house. Yeah, which means we'll probably end up there three times. But yeah, hundred percent. As far as new things, I don't know. I mean, it's we're going on. This is year four. Kind of done. Uh, we kind of like a, like a routine almost at this point. We, we got uh, we got two new things that I can um, you know I, I can talk about. Um, one is we're going to Racing's North Turn for the uh, cool place fucking parade of oh, yeah. what do they call it. Uh, there, ba- yeah. Basically, so 
The Racing's North Turn, they do a historic North Turn <coughs> Legends Beach Parade um, where they get a bunch Fuck of... yeah, vintage cars. They get a... Um, on the beach. Where they belong, of, uh, on display, <laughs> not at a racetrack running a feature. What do you mean, Bob? Sorry, Brad. I'm just reading, so you can keep yelling. <laughs> um, but basically, I think it's all cars that uh, you know raced on the beach at Daytona, or um, you know where that actually one, legitimately did the thing. Yeah, or yeah. in that they have like that a I whole have less of a problem. With. They have a whole rules. They didn't bring that back package yeah. thing that uh, <laughs> that you you have. <laughs> Fuck the dirt race. We're going back to the beach, boys. Yes. It's like three can miles down engine, three miles down A one A, hard left onto the beach. Actually, like three miles down the beach. Why the fuck not? They do all this other stupid hokey and, shit. And that beach is as hard as concrete. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Remember when I broke my <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly foot. what comes to <laughs> mind. Remember my time. phone broke in half? Yeah. That oh, too. that's because you were angry. Well, I, I just threw it down the beach. Beach is always soft. No. Every, anywhere false. we are. No. Have, they have used you ever to, been to they Old They used Orchard to race beach? 500 yeah, miles on it. Of course, it's not soft. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, historic North Turn uh, Legends Beach Parade. They uh, it's a it's a, at a bar, so they sell beer. Goes on around mm-hmm. like noon or something like that, and they got a bunch of old uh, old cars on display where uh, we do like to see them. Um, so gonna go check that out, and then we're also gonna go to the go kart track finally, which is right outside the racetrack that we've never been to before. Mm, yeah, I do need <laughs> to go check that out. Yeah, no, yeah. looking at the floor crash. Plenty uh, of chances to probably go check that out. So next question, uh, Joe Nappy uh, for you, Bob. Oh, good. Bobby, I know you hate getting grilled on the supers without starters, but what Dad, stops really you guys? Oh, there's a question, though. I know, but I'm just saying. But what stops you guys from sure. running the dirt car style bell housings and transmissions on the supers? Just asking as a curious dirt mod racer. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it. I think, honestly, at this point, it's just tradition. Um all the way all the cars are built to not have them i don't so what's I, it, what's he talking about though? i think like the dirt late models have like the uh like like the a bell, house, the bell housing and a bird in yeah, an yeah. outbox um i'm not familiar with a sprint car enough to know but obviously sprint cars still need to be push started have you ever um, driven a bert no. of anything they are fucked yeah Corey lejoy was explaining the late model that he drove at bristol was like that and he's just stalled it every time he yeah. tried to take off because so the 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 dirt cars at um UNOH where I went to college, they all the the modifieds anyway. They had Burt styles in it, and it's literally everything you know about how how to drive a stick. Throw it out, and it's the complete opposite. Yeah. So you're literally like you, you push the clutch down, right? No, what is it? You put no, you put it in gear with not touching any pedals. <laughs> you put it in gear, and then you give it gas and push the clutch down to get the car going. And then once you're going, it's in in gear, and you let off the clutch and just slam it into high, and you're done. Yeah. Um, my big block car, I don't have any room. The, the engine is bolted to the chassis. There's an oil tank. There's a fuel tank. There's the rear tire. I mean, there's just no room. We literally run the drive shaft from the rear end to the crankshaft of the motor. And there's about two feet. I was going to say, how long is the drive shaft? Yeah. 22 inches, something, maybe yeah. something like that. Plus the yokes. Uh, like I said, it's just basically tradition at this point. I mean, it can be done and it has been done. Guys do it. Guys put flex plates on them to run that open race at Hudson. But how much horsepower are you actually robbing by doing that? Just put a flywheel on it. So whatever a standard flywheel or a flex plate would cost you. Um, you know, as Not far much as when you already have a, as thousand. far as putting like a transmission and a clutch and all that, you're going to lose way more horsepower. But it just doesn't. It's just no room. You couldn't do it um, unless you start vastly changing what it is. Yeah, and nobody's going to do that. We're right. all just going to say fuck it. Uh, uh, next one's Eric Worcester. Yeah. He says, "Hello, pals. Uh, when there are intense battles, oh, intense on track battles for position, what are some of your favorite camera angles? Crowd cam, driver facing in car cam, pits out on the back street cam, or bowling alley cam? Uh, I just like a camera to be on it. Uh, Fox mid season form already with their camera work. 
There'd be guys two and three wide beating and banging fuck of a battle, and then they just cut to John Hunter Nemechek's onboard camera where he's running 18th and there's no cars around him. Mm. Mm. Like, way to go, Fox. You haven't skipped a fucking beat all winter. <laughs> I want to know how Family Dollar has that much money to pay them to uh, show their fucking lot of, shitty lot car of family and, dollars. and shitty shitty driver and shitty, shitty team. Great spotter. Um, anyways, yeah, great spotter. Sorry. Charlie, have anything to say? <laughs> nope. Uh, my, mine, I, I think that, uh, you know, just watching from some, um, it it's kind of like a mixture of both. Those those videos, I don't remember who puts them out, so they're losing their little shout-out here. But the lat, like the battles that happen at, um, like, New Smyrna, or not New Smyrna, sorry, Five Flags for the Snowball Derby, where they just have, like, the audio tapped in, and they have the driver onboard cam, they have the driver fucking, like, the facing the driver cam, they have the pedal cam, and then they have just, like, they have a camera somehow, like, pointed out the side, and both cars have it, and it's always, I mean, you can, I guess you could probably pick, you know, 10 guys and just put cameras in all of them, and there's a pretty good chance you're going to get them guys, you know, battling for the win. Um, but I feel like I've seen a bunch of those. I've even seen seen them of uh, Derek Griffith. I don't know. Oh, fuck, I don't remember who yeah, puts them some, on, but they're sick. It's, it's the snowball version of Tom the Modified Guy. It's, it's the Larry the Late Model Guy. Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Larry the Late Model Guy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next question. Oh, do you want to do? It? Yeah. Uh, let's just keep the tradition here. Uh, Tony Mac. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my first question for you guys, but I'm just a dirt racer from the Midwest, so still learning the asphalt side of things from you guys. Uh, so how different is a Granite State Pro Stock from a super late model? Also, I upgraded my annual on here. Where should I DM uh, about about it? I did on Facebook a week ago, but it was a BFP page, so maybe I needed to do it somewhere else. I a week ago, we were drunk in Atlantic City, so that's probably why none of the DMs got mentioned. Or, yeah, or yeah. I, I also might have sent out a shirt, it, I guess, Maybe I didn't, um, but anyways, yeah, the DM on Patreon um, made a made a Patreon post a while back, <laughs> and a bunch of people switched, and then they didn't DM the Patreon account. So if you don't DM the Patreon account, not um, not not you specifically, Tony, but uh, it was a it was a bunch of people that right off the bat did it, and then didn't. DM rad, us, so. rad that a dirt racer from the Midwest listens though, because mm. that's not really our uh, demographic. Demographic? No. Demographic? Demographic. No. Our location either. Uh, Granite State Pro Stocks are... Uh, Just great models. They're pro late models. Yeah. And they, they call them Pro Stocks because that's like the New England term for them in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, pro Stock and late uh, model they are get, kind of interchangeable. They get called a super late model in the Northeast because Pass calls themselves a super late model series. But if you ask Jay Cushman, and he's not wrong, there's only one super late model. The rest are pro late models. Um, you know, Granite State is strictly 604 crates on 10-inch tires. Um, whereas like a super late model, typically, you know, big motor, steel head, you know, big compression, dry sump. Um, but as far as like, they're the same car. Yeah. It's not really just ba- basically layman's semantics, terms, layman's terms. I guess you could equate it to like, um, snowball versus snowflake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Snowflake would be granite state ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next question, Peter Horsepe. I think we've established that as his true name, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, if Denny Hamlin wasn't rich or famous, would he have zero friends? Yes. I mean, all even he losers. probably wouldn't act eh. that way if he didn't have even losers have friends. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, yeah, he probably wouldn't act that way if he wasn't. <laughs> he wouldn't he act is. that way if he wasn't rich or famous. So, <clears throat> like, probably his mother likes him. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, jury's still out on if his dad likes him. He just wants a cigar. He, yeah, he just wants him to not be so fucking full of himself over and over and over again. Um. Anyways. 
Cody Geyer has one specifically for Charlie. We want to hear the story about the coked out interior home painter that charges you 5k to paint a living room per your Facebook post. If you haven't mentioned it on the show already. Uh, so it wasn't specifically to the interior portion of it, but, um, so we've decided to try start renovating the inside of our house, right? So it's, it's an older house. Uh, I've lived in it since the late nineties. We're just trying to make it up to date and make it our own, um, especially now that my mother has passed away and I don't have to feel bad about throwing shit out. So um, from there, when I was originally buying the house, I had to, it was a wicked, t- like a time sensitive issue where I had to get the house painted so that I could get the loan approved so that I could then take over ownership of the house because the home inspector said that it wasn't worth the value of what whatever because it needed to be painted. So I had like, 30 days to get the house painted which i don't know if anybody's ever had to get their house painted it it's quite a process and quite a project to even find someone to do it so i ended up getting this like backwoods fucking just like i said coked out dude that was like yeah whatever the problem was i couldn't pay the guy until i also sold my father's house because he had just passed away so it was very much just a handshake agreement of like, hey, I need my house painted and like I promise I'll pay you. <laughs> and he took my word for it and that was the only deal that I could come up with in order to make everything happen the way that I needed it to happen. He charged me like $8,500 to paint this house where, remember when it was like four different shades of green? Mm. To just paint it like a primer gray so it was at least one color, it was covered. And he also covered half my windows he covered my trash cans he covered the garage door he covered the driveway <laughs> the lawn was gray <laughs> the, yeah the, the there, part was, of the a, porch, there was a squirrel that part, was gray <laughs> part of the porch was gray uh yeah the, the dead animals the the fucking flower bed was gray but god damn it we got that lawn approved <laughs> mm. so the the guy also coked out of his fucking mind every time i saw him it cost me 8500 fucking dollars which in retrospect seems probably too much but it was the only one that I could, it was the only guy that i could get to do anything um and we're upstairs redoing the hallway last last night and um i'm just doing all this and with a seven-month-old baby and how old the house is and what we have to do i just went to bed afterwards i was like i don't want to do it i was like i will well we can pay somebody especially with the color that we picked out it's like it's basically black um which it's it was terrifying to make that decision and the first couple strokes that you put up you're like oh my god the house is gonna be black um it actually that's how i felt the first time i dyed my beard (laughs) (laughs) oh no what have i done (laughs) um but once we actually did the whole wall and you got the white trim up it actually looks sick um and we want to do the whole living room the same thing but the problem with the living room is I spend just enough time in there and I have just enough ADD and just enough OCD where if I have one line that's fucked up that I know that I put there, I'm going to just stare at that one line that's fucked up the whole time I'm trying to watch TV. So I just need somebody to paint the goddamn living room. Um, that's where that story comes from. Mm. Brian Hahn says, uh, what does one go to for their preferred shot of booze hall? Free. Yeah, green tea. I, I don't shot, but free is the answer. <laughs> also free. Green tea, pink star, cinnamon burst, toast, crunch, cinnamon toast I guess. crunch. Um, I don't know. We'll find out this week, Brian. You tell us. When cinnamon toast, it. crunch shots are a good go-to, I guess. Pickleback, a far Oof. fifth. Got to be um, in a move. 
Gotta yeah. gotta be in the mood Pickle, for that. Picklebacks are okay. You, you drink uh, enough, and uh, I like numerous times have just, and it's not even like something that I typically drink, but I'll just be like, yeah, anyone want a tequila shot? And everyone's like, oh. no. And I'm like, can I get ten tequila shots? And um, those cost a lot of money. And um, because you gotta get the problem with tequila them. is you gotta get good tequila, or else it's barf oh. on your shoes. <laughs> uh, whereas like you can drink shitty vodka or shitty whiskey, and just, not really tell the difference. I've just I've had it happen too much, and I've seen the vomit literally come from someone's stomach into like their throat and out their mouth. Once the, the shot touches their lips, because you either have to start with doing that before your night gets, gets going. Because if you already have had a ton of drinks and you've had a bunch of beer and you've had all that, and then it's like 2am and somebody's like, let's do a shot. That's instant vomit every time. And I know that about myself. And when given the opportunity, I will disappoint you. So just, I'm not going to shot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Mason Dunn. Oh, no, we did that already. Uh, Angel, how, however the fuck, war guy. Uh, happy birthday to episode 205, dentist for a haircut from snow machines to big dick Nick, <laughs> bums on fire, hot wheel fire loop, <laughs> and birth of hear me out. Let's put dirt, Bobby. Oh, let's put dirt. Bobby gives himself the herp, hairy tomato, clitty litter. So I re-listened to that episode this weekend. Is that a which, poem? Fuck. Which I, is, it might be. Which is why I started cracking up, because it was all accurate, and I'm like, what a fucking funny show that was. <laughs> it was just the three of us. We had nothing really to talk about. The bums on fire was we talked about how the boardwalk at, in Atlantic City caught fire, oh, and, I, no, and I said that the bums were playing Migos <laughs> under the boardwalk <laughs> and caught it on fire. <laughs> And we talked, yeah, we talked about Nick Foles having a big dick. Um, yeah, nice. that was the first ever hear me out. Let's fill it with dirt. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember giving myself herpes, but that probably could have happened. And that was when uh, we heard from Perry Webb talking about uh, clitty litter and going to the dentist for a haircut. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how Charlie says he won't eat hairy tomatoes covered in. Um, well, it's not quite that peanut but. butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, Pete Horzepa, he's back again. It's Horzepa. Um. Horsepa, him too. What races in New England should I mark my calendar for in attend? Since I've never really ventured up that way, definitely doing Loudon. It's my birthday weekend. Well, uh, Chopper answer all of them. Oxford two fifty, Thompson World Series, Stafford Fall Final, Loudon weekend. Um, am I missing any? All those, but just in the spring. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's <laughs> every it. weekly race at every racetrack at the same time. Yeah, I yeah. mean. As, I mean, uh, it, we, we talk about uh, the big shows extensively here, so uh, you'll know when they're coming up. But definitely, uh, Loudon's a sick weekend. I don't think I'll be able to Loudon this year as we race Super Modifieds at Star is, Speedway that night. But is past Loudoning again? Yeah, in the springtime, I think yeah. that was fun yeah, last that was year. Fucking sick. We, uh, last we set up on the top of the hill and, and uh, tailgated and, and uh, yelled "fuck Joe Byron" while watching NASCARs. That was fun. Highly don't recommend driving all the way to New England for one day, a one day show. Um, but uh, Oxford two fifty would probably be that's, that's P one. Num- that's number one. Yeah. Um, other than Loudon, obviously, and then Thompson World Series and or Stafford Spring Sizzler to a, a close second and third. Um, and we will likely be at all of those or. Definitely. Um, the <coughs> Cappy says, uh, one, anyone going to Trenton for the indoor race at the end of the month? No. Nah, it's not really our speed or our scene. Uh, the Section 8 boys, they'll have that one covered, and I'm sure doing a pass away. But uh, the dirt race at Trenton, just it's not our world, not our scene. We don't really know anybody racing other than a couple guys. But uh, and Trenton, also not close. Trenton's gross. Mm. Mm-hmm. Armpit. 
of America, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, and then two, is Bobby going to bring his flappy bird to Oswego at all this year? Yeah, probably not. Um, I already got way too many races on my schedule. Um, if I do go to Oswego, I want to go with a big block car and run an Isma show. Um, but we're not quite ready with that thing yet. Uh, I went to Thompson and crashed going straight with it. So I don't know if we're quite ready to go to Oswego <laughs> yeah. just yet. Um, hopefully a good, if we have a, a good solid year this year and we can prove that I don't kill myself on tracks where you go faster than a hundred miles an hour, maybe we'll make it, uh, with the crate car. I, I struggled so badly the last two times I went there. Um, it's just not worth the, the trip. You know, it's the last time I went to Oswego, you take Thursday off, you drive out there Thursday, you get two hotel rooms for four guys. You get there Thursday, you practice on Friday and then you don't hit the track again till Sunday. I spent $2,100 just in hotel rooms just to go out there and get out time trialed by a 15 year old girl and run 12th and get my shit destroyed. So kind of sour, um, for my own reasons about going to Oswego someday, just probably not this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Tim Welsh ends. Yeah. My thing just went back to the fucking top. God damn it. Uh, will you guys have the merch site back up soon? I need a fresh fuck. Yeah. Street stock shirt. Maybe. Rest in peace yeah. to the wish, uh, to the, uh, <clears throat> no. So website, I mean, long story short, um, we do have the rights to a new website. It's black, like pod.com, not podcast anymore. Uh, if you go to it, it does very much look like a BFP website. It'll say under construction. Um, uh, that being said, we just need literally more than five seconds to be able to sit down with the people that can do what we need it to do and make it work and up and running. But, um, we probably should it, do another run of the fuck yeah street stock uh, shirts uh, though. Cause yeah. Tim Welsh hands, I met Tim when I raced at Lancaster last year and he perfectly embodies fuck yeah street stocks. <laughs> Hell yeah. He, we, ra- he raced street stocks at Lancaster and when he came down for the race, he was double fist and bud lights. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking our kind of guy. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I will say even if the website was up and running today, there probably wouldn't be fuck yeah street stock shirts on no. there because we have zero of them right now. But that being said, that has been by far the most requested shirt that we have ran in the past. So that one will likely be a pre-order here in probably after speed weeks. Let's get through speed weeks and then we'll do a, a little pre-order that you will find on Facebook and we'll post it over on Patreon here as well. Is it mine again? It yeah, is. I think so. I thought we were going this way. We, we are. are. Yeah. Oh, do you ask that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I get Pete Horzepe again. Uh, heard rumblings of Super Modifieds coming to Wall Stadium this year. Have you guys heard anything? Yeah, it's not rumblings. It's confirmed. It's a 350 smack tour race. Um, Boy, that sounds neat. Yeah, so Isma raced at Wall back in 2004. And from everybody I, that I know that ran that race, it was just too fast. I mean, it's too narrow, too fast for, for big block supers. I don't know if the crate cars will be any different. Um, kind of backing why I'm not going to Oswego is the same reason I'm not really going to run much with the Smack Tour this year. Half of their races are three hours away or more, and this is one of them. That's you know, Wall Stadium's six and a half hours, seven hours away. It's on a Saturday night. We got a race at Hudson the next day, um, which is two hours away. So unfortunately, I'd I'd love to run Wall someday, but um, won't be in the cards this year. I don't. Think. It does seem like a neat place. I, I feel like I'm I'm likely not going to travel all the way down for that race, but I will watch probably, it on YouTube when it's up. Yeah, <laughs> either that or if they're streaming it, I will sit in full catcher's mitt on my couch and watch that race. Yeah, I've seen some pretty seen some pretty wild wrecks and modifieds. I, and I would pay I would pay a streaming fee for that, so long as I don't already have a subscription to their site. Mm. <laughs> 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 Nothing specific. Nothing specific. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, who are the best racers you know that are absolute fucking worst drivers on the road? Uh, me. Me. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Charlie. Yeah, me. Uh, Bobby Bobby has been nothing but good. Um, he has done the driving to Allentown and Atlantic City, and we didn't almost die really at all. I've almost died with Charlie a lot of times. So Did you die? I did almost no. rear end that car in the middle of the highway on the way home from our wall stadium trip. Though. <laughs> that, dude, I'll, I'll never forget. I think the worst experience of all time was when you Bradley and I went to Seekonk. Um, I don't even remember what race it was. Was it the haunted? Uh, it must've been. Yeah. That I think we went to the haunted hundred together and we made the grave mistake of going to Applebee's. That's like next to Seekonk after the races. Tough. <laughs> So <laughs> we go to Applebee's, have a great Applebee's type of time. We leave, and then it's like, I don't know, midnight, and we still have a three-hour drive back home. And Brad drove us there, I think, so I was like, yeah, I'll drive us back. I was falling asleep by the parking lot, like mm, the end mm. of the parking lot. And I was like, like micro-sleeping the whole fucking time, and the car was doing this and that, and that. I don't know why we didn't die. How about the time you and I went to that race and we were just shooting the shit and the next thing we know we're like we're in like Pennsylvania. Where the fuck are we <laughs> going? <laughs> Bob, where are you going? We're in, we're in fucking Cape Cod well, for some to, reason. To be fair, Bob was like Bob was like I don't need GPS. I know where I'm I going. I just raced here a month ago and, yeah. and I forgot that 95 just stops 95 we, in the middle of 95 and you yeah. have to get on an e- get off in an exit to we get went back a on good, 95. Like, hour out of the way. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, Charlie, I don't think we need to be on 95 three for any reason but we're headed to boston and i don't know why you guys end up on the ferry to riverhead you're yeah. just like are we floating <laughs> what the fuck is going on the gps said uh, go straight last uh last one from pete on this one he's he brought all he brought the heat this week heat pete uh do you think if your truck breaks down when you're about to head to speed weeks and you ask to borrow one the fee should be 10k rental plus crash plus fuel and tires Wait. i don't I don't know what he's getting at, but it seems awful part, uh, Paul Hartwig-ish. It seems very specific. <laughs> What's the question here? Do you think your truck breaks down when you're about to hit and you ask to borrow one of the fish meat? I never even thought of that initially, but that makes sense. Because uh, Hartwig was renting yeah. a 602 mod for 10K rental plus crash plus fuel plus tires. What a bargain. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get Justin Beecher to just let me like there are take su- his backup. There car. are super <laughs> late model teams that will take three quarters of that price, and you just show up with a helmet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. And yeah, if you crash it, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> always that, there's always a clause. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Sam Blaze Lincoln just says, uh, "Get the fuck down here." Yep. Friday, pal. We're working on it. Stop Can't yelling. fucking wait. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bring your skateboard. It's about time you get injured again. <laughs> Sam, you're just gonna beat leave, the fuck leave out of me in the car. Sleep. Leave it in the car until Wednesday. Like, can you at least like Photoshop my face in pictures that you take? Yeah. Just like <laughs> pretend that I'm there. We'll yeah. just put your face it. on like a broomstick. I'll make it. <laughs> we absolutely should do that. <laughs> Maybe well, either that or I'm gonna Photoshop it in, but it's gonna be like significantly just larger. Outrageous. Than the, <laughs> on, a, yeah. on a scale of one so to offended, how offended would you be if we taped your face on a blow up doll and brought it to all the races? <laughs> I would be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. We just ecstatic. can't use it in the grandstands. Uh, Why? Oh. <laughs> Charlie gives a hell of a blow job. <laughs> oh fuck! Is that a paper cut? No teeth. No, no teeth. Mm. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Uh, we're on beers. Andrew Rohn. Andrew Rohn. Uh, Bristol Bush practice in 2002. Did Mike Harmon save for <laughs> 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 
David, he went through the fucking wall. The car cut in half. Or does it not count because Johnny Slaughter helped straighten him out? <laughs> video for reference. Uh, if you've never. those that don't know, that video is fucking How horrific. do you not know? That was like the most famous crash in NASCAR. Somebody left the fucking gate open in turn two and he went out through it. The car the cut in half. half. The only reason he didn't die was the car was in like four different pieces and Johnny Slaughter hit the, the piece that he wasn't sitting in. He, li- he literally like climbs out of the right side of like the middle that's cut in half. He was like holding the steering wheel and that was it. Like the motor in the front clip was on the other side of the racetrack. The seat just evaporated. Yeah, the, yeah. the thing the thing was still like in one piece, but the left front was touching the left rear because it like can opened itself. That was the, that was the easiest time he's ever had getting out of that thing. So uh, Michael Waltrip did the same thing. Ba- basically yeah. almost exact same picture thing, yeah. picture perfect same. And that car that Michael fucking de- capitated himself in is actually for some reason it's in the talladega like museum and yeah, just like a pile of it's parts. just a pile of shit <laughs> and when we the went roof, to talladega, the roof's like draped over it yeah it's like there's literally like warning signs around it's like J- don't be dumb don't touch this yeah, this and is it's sharp like, and jagged it's just a pile of shit you're like how is he not dead yeah that doesn't make any sense uh, Austin Beers, longtime listener, first time participator. One, water isn't wet. Yes, Shut it the is. fuck up, Austin. Uh, that two, doesn't even make sense. Will, Scab, idiot. will the Black Flag podcast be sponsoring the cool down zone for next year's indoor races? And why will it be called the Scab Idiot Cool Down Zone presented by the Black Flag podcast? Big Woody Pit Cat fan, he says. Can we uh, look into that? I kind of want to sponsor it. That'd be like us on yeah. brand. Like, I don't know who J.R. Mahalski is, but I heard their name a lot because it's the J.R. Mahalski cooldown zone. So if it's the scab idiot cooldown zone presented by Black Black <laughs> Podcast, I don't care what it costs, worth it. Mm. That's that's probably going to have to happen. We're who do have we have to, get, to call? How can we get our tax return before Atlantic City? <laughs> 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 can we go get a loan out? Uh, who, who do we have to talk to about that? Probably one of the Salmons is. Uh, I love salmon. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have it for dinner. Mm. Mm. You like it? You like a salmon? I like a salmon. Yeah, air fried salmon. Not underrated. a big fish guy, but I, I, I don't salmon. think I've ever air fried a salmon. It, like puts like a crispy skin to it on the outside. Mm. It's pretty good. A little mm. bit, of, little bit of seasoning, a little Cajun seasoning. Makes it chicken. Really? Nice. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm more stuff. of like a lemon and garlic kind of guy. Mm. Mm. Also good. Uh, Jordan Powell, I think this is the last one here. Says, uh, "Why are Fords so damn unreliable? I've put over eighteen hundred into mine since November, and that includes a rebuilt tranny." And then well, uh, Woody you Peacock have a- says, uh, "They're that's because they're found on road dead." And uh, Jordan Powell says, yeah, pretty much. That's what happened last night. I had to get the bitch towed. Well, I mean, to be fair, is it like a 98 F-150 with 300,000 yeah, miles is, is on it? it or is it a Taurus? Yeah, yeah, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm going to assume that it's it's not. Um, I I can't tell you why they're so damn unreliable. I did grow up with a grandfather that uh, beat pretty, uh, pretty steadily into my head that Fords were uh, fixed or repaired daily. And I have never owned a Ford hey. or even thought about it since. But they're first on race day. Well, that, yeah. tell Denny Hamlin that because well, he beat your favorite driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever owned a Ford. I don't think I have, uh, but I will say that's false. I owned an Astro van once. I had a Ford, <laughs> I had a Ford Ranger with no power steering and a five speed. That thing was full Ranger. That thing was Fuck bitching, yeah. dude. That was, uh, I loved nothing. I loved more than three, uh, two, me and two of my buddies, all of us over two hundred pounds, ripping three gauge wide while I have to reach between one of their legs to shift. Mm. Nice. Mm. Oh, those were the days. Uh, I think that the first ever race car of Sanborn Racing Enterprises was a 1938 Ford Business Coupe. 
Mm. That thing was a shit spreader. And Ford, <laughs> Ford also currently pays the bills in this house, so I, you know, keep breaking your truck, pal. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't well, believe... You'll sell him a new one, right? <laughs> uh, the first I'll fix time, it when he buries it in the guardrail. The first time in probably the last three years that I've thought of fuck a four fucking ranger four was ranger. today when I saw my Snapchat memories from uh, driving from the Orlando airport to Daytona. Uh, three years ago today, definitely there was a video of uh, me taking a video of a Ford Ranger saying, fuck a four, fuck a Ranger, and then uh, also plug that on this show. So if you also mm. haven't heard that in the last three years and heard it uh, at least on this show, uh, you're welcome. And uh, now every time you see a Ford Ranger, I'm going to need you to say that again and bring mm. that back because that was uh, it was fun. It was it was a good mm. that was like the first time, you know, like it was like a TikTok trend, but uh, it was like TikTok's doing good. Bring people together. People mm. are just sending me videos of fucking four fucking rangers, and uh, it all's all's right in the world. You just, you forget about fucking, you know, uh, the war in the Middle East and the tunnels in New York City that are being built by Jews, and you, you're just <laughs> thinking about four fucking rangers, man. And it's 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 all in good fun. The fact that there's plenty of Illuminati symbols in the fucking Grammys last night. I mean, it, it's you, you think about nothing but a goddamn small truck. What a day. Uh, well, I had a weapon well of the said. week. Uh, thank you. I had a weapon of the week uh, real quick. Um, watch the black dude run a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing specific. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no. Easy. <laughs> I watched a black dude run a red light like so fucking egregiously today. And hey, you know what? It, That's okay. Like to the point where so I'm, I'm up in on, a hurry to get <laughs> things done a lot. Rush it, rush it, the last no fun. All problem. I really gotta do is run this red light, but I'm yeah. the, the the problem with the the in a hurry or rushing was he wasn't even remotely thinking about being in a hurry to run this red light and we're so, so we're sitting at a, a Did tea. he know he ran it's, the red light? Uh, I don't I still <laughs> Yeah, about the time he got hit by another car. <laughs> no, so so I so I get up to this red light, or it is my it's my light is red. I'm at a T intersection where you take a left or a right. Obviously, you go straight. You're in a storefront. So <laughs> I, I'm taking a right. There is a fucking cop on my left that is down now taking a, a left, and so the I'm looking up at the lights and I'm like, ah, oh, I can't really tell you know if it's, if it's red or not. Well, my light turns green and then like five seconds later, here comes this this black man just putting right through the intersection. Not not no fast driving, nothing. Just 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 rolling along. Rules rules apply to everybody else. And he didn't get pulled over, and I'm convinced it's because it's February. <laughs> There's our our annual racism. Shit. It wasn't racist. Damn, it's just, no, that, that's good. It wasn't profiling. not racist. <laughs> that's, that's that good profiling. <laughs> yeah, positive profiling by positive, Bradley. Yeah, privileged humans. We didn't have DJ on the show. It would be called positive profiling. But <laughs> Still uh, could be. No, yeah, he drove Maybe. a black race car once. <laughs> hey, the the DJ title also pertains to this situation. Uh, no more hate. Mm. Yes, that see, that's mm. what I'm saying. That cop was he was showing. No, no. <laughs> damn it! Put your hand down. <laughs> so scared for fucking Thursday. Uh, we got to talk about that. Uh, yeah, we got yeah. The- so what? Uh, uh, unless this is your first episode ever listening to us, the Eric's it's Church uh, off season invocation show this Thursday. Every live show. That's all we had. Um. Anyways, yeah. Why did Why did Peterbilt? Oh my God! Oh, that's not right. Oh, that's fitting. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, the White of Peterbilt offseason invocation powered by BTX Global Logistics and Devin Curate Trucking. Uh, you didn't even kicks stumble off, on that. Kicks off like, yeah, I've been fucking, I'm, I'm, fuck it, fuck it, I'm on one, you know, today, if you will. Uh, but yeah, kicks off at uh, 6.30 with uh, open trailer trivia. Get there early, uh, especially if you're on the VIP list. I mean, you, well, there are tables. Um, I mean, Bobby and I will probably be there yeah, at like 4.30. I'm getting there drinking. as soon as Brad picks me up. Brings me <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so to everybody that it was on the VIP list, I submitted your names to uh, Kenny, the owner, and he's like, is there any certain way you want to group these? And I said, no. So you may be with somebody you hate. You may be with complete strangers. I don't know. Be social. It's a bar. Make friends. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there is a uh, worst a, case Austin Terrio. Move, go to another table. <laughs> yeah. there, there is a handful of goodie bags that will be placed around on the VIP tables. Those are intended for Patreon <sighs> members. There is going to be four items uh, of or four of each item that is in the bag. Yeah, and Brad four went through his tickets. Uh, Brad went through his junk drawer at his house and gave you things that he was going to throw away. So right, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, condom wrappers, erasers, uh, tech decks that are broken in half, a dollar half, bills, a half used pad of sticky notes, yeah. solid dollar, dollar bills. bills that are like really, really really super sticky and like uh, ripped in half so there's one of each of those some nails mm. mm-hmm. finger nails. or finger or uh steel <laughs> we don't know that <laughs> they are fingernails uh <laughs> sprinkled throughout each bag uh, no but so they're they're uh meant, meant for the entire table to spread around to the people that are subscribed on patreon so if you're not subscribed on patreon um then fuck you yeah don't grab anything uh yeah. because they're all in the, you're gonna have to fight over each other so um but i figured that honestly if, you know what fight over it yeah i yeah, figure if you I guys are having a fist fight if you're gonna fight come up on stage and do it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's good lighting grab battle a, royal uh, we're, we're gonna put a mic at the corner of the table and you you need to just exchange words like joey logano and ty gibbs and see what happens ah, it's a it's, frick it, ty it turns, it, it turns into a rap battle yeah yeah mm. So yeah, looking Mom's forward to that. Uh, hopefully, this is a, a cool deal and it works out for everybody. It'll probably become an annual thing if it does. Um, if it doesn't, go good. We'll never do it again, and it'll be all your fault for not going. So. Yeah, and we'll yeah. act like it never happened. Hundred percent. You're just taking you're taking food out of my cat's mouth by not supporting us at the Eric's Church live show. So no no pressure, but I got to feed my family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Bob and I are wheels up at a brisk fucking early on uh, not, not super too early, early. Um, but uh, Friday and uh, <clears throat> got a whole. Whole fucking weekend already planned. Um, going, uh, kicking it off with the uh, sprint cars. You wanted the best. You got them for a breast. Often, often imitated, imitated, never duplicated by the series that's paying more money than them and got more cars than them that races two nights after us. The world of outlaws. <laughs> I don't think that's quite how it goes, but it's close. Yeah, very close. High Remix. limit, high limit <laughs> pays more and uh, has more cars. But <clears throat> I feel like we didn't, didn't answer whoever because of Tyler P. Um, most looking forward to. Um, I, me, the World of Outlaws sprint cars. I just I don't get to see them very often. In fact, I've only seen them one other time other than the one time in Volusia. So I was definitely making it a point. I was like to Brad, I don't care what you guys are doing. I'm going to Volusia for sprint cars. So Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to going to Volusia, uh, something that we don't get to often. The sprint cars are definitely on the top three. Um, also, Obviously, looking forward to the modified race. Um, yeah, the NASCAR tour friends. race on Saturday was a huge deal last year to the point where like the state fire marshals came in and said, "Stop selling tickets. You have too many people." And then we heard stories of people climbing through holes in the fences <laughs> to get in. No, uh, nothing specific, but <laughs> yeah, uh, so, looking forward to that. A lot of hype around that event. Obviously, all week in New Smyrna is going to be cool. There's a fucking huge super late model field slated for Tuesday night's ASA race. I think there's 44 cars on the entry list right now. Yeah, um, we'll be doing big track stuff. Uh, not that I really give a fuck about ARCA. And I'm pretty sure he hates me, but Justin Bonsignor is going to be running the Arca race Saturday, so we've got a little bit of a, a former guest and, and, a, and a friend to root for in that race. That'll be cool. 
Speaking of big track things, I think uh, I'm probably most looking forward to seeing a full truck race. I haven't seen one of those in like a decade, and uh, the last one rained out pretty Damn. fucking early. So Damn. hopefully uh, we're able to watch that entire deal. Yeah. But um, trunks, like, like you, uh, yeah, they're usually fucking all chaotic because no one in that series is really worth a damn except for like five drivers. But um, they li- they race like they can't lose their lives in those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Matt Craft is doing backflips down the backstretch. Uh, hopefully we see that again. Um, but anyways, yeah, the. What were we just talking about? Oh, yeah, Justin Bonsignor. So I just want to put it, put it out into the world that I sniffed this out so long ago because um, we are, at least we were acquaintances. I think that we still are. Um, haven't really talked to him often, but uh, um, with uh, obviously the Rhett Jones racing team because uh, Noah races for them, but the Arca side of things is run by a different uh, feller, and uh, he had posted on Twitter that uh, he had a wheelman signed for... Uh, um, for speed weeks for the Daytona arc. Well, how is that a giveaway to Justin? He, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, Bob. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he posted it just like out of the blue. He just said, got a wheel man sign. And, and, you know, with all due respect, I, I kind of figured he wasn't talking about Frankie Muniz. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So is so, that dead? I think it, he's it, racing Xfinity. Yeah. I, I think that oh he my just, God. yeah, okay. I, I, I think he, he, Found, yeah, I don't know. Jesus. So, so the exact tweet from Mark Rett was, uh, got a wheel man signed up for Daytona. Daytona at Daytona. Daytona. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a big fish. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's oh, like see your day, Sam. The problem with, da- with tuned, Daytona. tuned being right underneath. Daytona. Tuned right underneath Daytona made that uh, very tough sentence to We're say. We're getting day tuned up for Daytona. <laughs> yeah, right, Daytona, dude. bro. Uh, got a, he got a wheelman signed up for Daytona at Arca Racing. Stay tuned. Dot 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 dot. Whatever. And then so when he posted that, I was like, oh shit, because you know Justin was obviously there for the test. I'm like, fuck. If anyone's getting a chance to uh, you know drive one of the Arca cars, probably fucking Justin. Yeah, because so you I know just, what's applicable to New Smyrna, Daytona. Uh, yeah, well, that helps. Yeah. Uh, yep, he'll be all right. So uh, maybe <clears throat> potentially. Uh, I feel like with Arca, if you just survive the first big crash, you, you have a pretty good chance of just being in that one pack. That fuck, I feel like we eight. could win an Arca race at Daytona. <clears throat> yeah, literally. As long as you're not that guy that shows up on the open trailer in the U-Haul truck, or Nick Sanchez who doesn't just starts down the back stretch every yeah. time, or the Rolls fucking butt chin bullet. What's your name? Which one? The one that tried to kill Derek. Oh, well, crazy leading. Yeah, butt yeah. chin <laughs> bullet. <laughs> That is a trademark it's, from someone instead else. Instead of the Buckeye bullet. <laughs> yeah, so, someone else fucking said that a long time ago. Very, uh, very handsome woman. <laughs> tough. Uh, yeah. Um, Big track things. Maybe we'll luck out and run into Noah, and he'll invite us into his motorhome again. Mm, and, uh, nothing and specific. And run then, into Travis Pastrana. Yeah, but uh, anyway, to finish that story, that I, I walked right up to Justin uh, on the dance floor, and I was just at Atlantic City, and I was like, ah, you're driving the 30, right? And he was just like, what? How do you know that? I was just like, I lucky guess. Big literally. J journalism. Yeah. <laughs> we should have broke the news. Yeah, I, I told him I was going to, and he's like, oh, it's not, it's not out yet. It's not sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. Xfinity. We're doing the 500. Probably not going to stay for the whole 500. We also have to leave our uh, our condo on Monday at 4.30 in the morning to make our flight back to Maine. So Oof. Sunday night will uh, probably not count. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's good though because uh, most of the people that we're with um, down there, obviously, you know, for us it's a little different. But uh, a lot of the the racers and, and yeah, they our friends home. that are uh, you know they're with teams. Some of them stay the night and um, they just go out to a nice dinner and then go to bed. So yeah. um, that's probably what we'll end up doing, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, anyways, it's uh, it's almost here. 
And uh, more importantly, for uh, the listeners of this show and uh, the local pals, Thursday, be yeah. there. Yeah, looking forward to it. We're, are we going to do a show Monday while we're in Florida? or um, We well, might the, record some stuff. I don't know if we'll put it out. We're definitely going to be recording some uh, shows while we're down there, and those shows currently are unsponsored. The Speed Week shows tend to be some of the most popular shows that we do have. So if you're out there and you do want to jump on board, uh, DM one of us. And uh, the as for the actual live show, that will be our show that comes out on Monday. Um, hopefully, it, it, I would assume. Um, haven't obviously seen the exact. Yeah, setup, might not. But, we don't know. Might not yeah. even be able to record it. Yeah, <laughs> might um, be a live show only thing. Yeah, if we can't record it, then um, we'll. So, well, sorry. Um, yeah, should have came. We will be recording stuff on Monday, but it's probably not going to come out on Monday. Um, but uh, stay tuned, anyways. And uh, we'll stay, have tuned. To, stay, yeah, stay, stay tuned. Yeah, stay, stay, stay tuned. Yeah. Stay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay. Stay tuned. Stay. Stay tuned. Stay. Stay tuned. We'll. Uh, <clears throat> we'll be it. with you, obviously, uh, at some point. <clears throat> next week or whatever but uh i think this is it mm. see you thank you to stuart racing and we'll see you probably two, on two tuesday well I'll probably see you on tuesday because it'll mm. be i would assume that we're gonna be able to figure out how to record the live show but mm. we can't we'll figure out how to make a fucking phone call <laughs> well that might have been You're operator error because he's not from michigan oh yeah i did have the wrong number <laughs> <laughs> tough Bad look. Can't believe us. he didn't text us back that wrong number of him. What's that guy? It's probably thinking? a fucking fax yeah. machine or something. <laughs> Fuck is that? Some That's poor who? bastard at insurance company's like, what the fuck is going on with this thing? <laughs> Who's DJ Shaw? What <laughs> the fuck? Why is the fax machine texting me again? <laughs> uh, fax machines would be kind of sick if you could just text them and it would print them out. <laughs> yeah. I think it's called the email. Mm. Mm. Well said. <laughs> All right. All right. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.